There we go. What's up, Dan? That was so, that was so anticlimactic. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear it in my headphones. I was like, fuck. Took my brain a second to register what was going on. We're rusty, Dan. Yeah. We haven't done this in almost a month. I think it's only been three weeks that we missed. Yes. So I guess technically, yeah, we haven't done it in a month. Today would be a month? No. Because we did it on the end of June, uh, January. <laughs> no. We did it on the end of December. Beginning of January. Yes. But we weren't in January yet. Right? So we did it, we did it before New Year's? When did you go to Canada? So did we do it right when I came back? No, we didn't do one on the 26th. You were still in Canada. Yeah, I was the flying. We were supposed to do one on the 2nd, but Nemo was sick. And then on the 9th, I was sick. And now the 16th, we're back. So we missed. okay. So this is the, yeah, we only missed two weeks, three weeks. We haven't done it in a month. Uh Uh-huh. What's up, Sean? Ooh, Dorit's. Missed the New Year's. We had the plague. (laughs) Oster Camp says... Hello, everybody. You're listening. This might sound stupid. Mm-hmm. A podcast where two stupid friends do just talk about stupid shit. I don't know. Sometimes we talk about important shit, like uh, things. There's been a lot of shit that happened that I actually wanted to talk about, and I was really bummed last week when I was like, I can't. I'm not good enough to do it yet. We have had a rough go at the Ostracamp household. Oh, I thought you were about the world well yeah it's been a shitty start to 2020 everywhere it seems like but yeah my son had pneumonia i've had this fucking cough for Mm -hmm. tomorrow will be the third week that i've had it Mm. and uh, i'm gonna try not to cough on mike tonight thank you um but i've been talking to people who have either kind of had this thing or it's like yeah my wife had it or my son had it and they're saying like three to four weeks for this shit mm. to just work its way through it. Some gross ass virus. Jeff McLeod's been great. That makes me happy. Good to hear, Javin. I had, I, had, I had a double cold. How are you? You had a double cold. Like so I what had, does that mean? So I had like the week long thing where it like starts your nose and then yep. for uh, before Christmas and my nephews gave it back to me at Christmas. Cool. So, I had it for, so basically I had it for two weeks. Probably a new one, but. it was It's felt the exact same. Oh, really? Yeah. I Mine pissed me off because. I was like ducking every cold that my kids brought home. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife got one or two of them. Mm-hmm. And then my poor wife, she had a rough go of it too because she had mastitis, which is where one of your like ducks for your breast milk gets an infection in it. Mm. And it just, it mm-hmm. really hurts. And like the way that you get over it is continue to feed your baby from it, but it hurts to do. And she had it at one point. She had like red streaks on her skin, which is like the beginning signs of an infection. So we were like, "Okay, tomorrow you're going to the, to the urgent care." Uh, but then the next day she woke up and she had been able to work it out because you work out this clog. Hmm. So she had that, and uh, worst thing, she had that and she was sick. I'd rather give birth more. I don't think that's true. Let's see. <laughs> um, yeah, just a rough go of it. And then Nemo got pneumonia, mm-hmm. which was fucking crazy. But yeah, so I had had just like a, a cold that put me on my ass for like two days. Like I just didn't want to go do anything. Mm-hmm. I felt like shit. Started to feel better, started to feel better. And then this Friday, three weeks ago, felt great. And then like 
right before bed, I started to sneeze a bunch. I was like, what the fuck is going on? I just mm-hmm. got over this. Oh, is it not turn right? Like I said, we're rusty. Perfect. Uh, and then woke up on Saturday, which was the day of Nemo's party, and was like, I don't feel right. I thought I was getting over this thing. And then just went down. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's been a shitty couple of weeks. Well, I did not get a haircut. I mean, he did it right before uh, the holidays. Yeah, but he see me. <laughs> uh, this Might Sound Stupid is brought to you by mm-hmm. Joey the Good Boy. We'll just jump into sponsors real quick. I want to crack my beer. Uh, Joey the Good Boy is our oldest sponsor. He's our best sponsor. He's the best boy. We'll be sleepiest sponsor. Check in on uh, Joey. He is snoozing. He got to see Grandma today, which is always fun for him, I'm sure. A little pooped out. Mm-hmm. Looks real comfy on that blanket. Those blankets, by the way, are warm as fuck. We have two of them. We have that one and one upstairs, and they are toasty blankets. Uh, we are also brought to you by the uh, talented designer, Mike Long. He's mm-hmm. a Minnesota-based designer. Uh, real good at what he does, and he has whipped all of our shit up for us. So all of our stuff has been designed by Mike. He gave us a new one last week that was that had a good look, uh, the Chrome View. Which it looks, if we if I had a Chrome window open, it would be in there, but it's, we, we don't have one open, so it yeah. just looks like that. Uh, BK, we don't uh, have that camera yet. Which we're, camera? We're waiting for the upstairs camera. Can we get a shot of the blanket upstairs? I mean, I could run and grab it. It's white. Okay. So it's a different color. Mm-hmm. It's like a polar bear skin and like a like a brown bear skin, grizzly skin. Real fur? No. Kill the bear yourself. <laughs> They're not real fur. They're imitation fur, but they are warm as fuck. What does ISO mean? M- mounting a CD. <laughs> uh, getting one of each bear. Exactly. Yeah. That's the idea behind it. Honey bear, panda bear, koala bear. Aw. In search of. Ah. I like it. I like that. I've never seen that abbreviation. Thanks. Uh, thanks, Splinter. Um, yeah. How have you been? How are you, Dan? Good. I got all thrown off when our uh, our mics were muted. Oh, I didn't say the day. It's Thursday, <laughs> January 16th, 2020. 2020. It's our first podcast of 2020, Unfor- sh- unfortunately. Cold as shit outside. It's cold as shit. Ooh, I got some sourdough mm-hmm. dough. <laughs> sourdough bread dough rising upstairs, and I'm going to make a nice big-ass loaf of sourdough bread to eat with corned beef and cabbage tomorrow. Be During good. a snowstorm, yeah. I'm excited. I went out and bought a fuckload of beer today. Shouldn't have to go into it anywhere. Dig into that dough, Dan. You don't want to eat the dough. No. You got It's got to rise for 15 hours. So I made it right after dinner today. And then uh, right before I go to work tomorrow, I'll, uh, I'll put it in a bowl with olive oil. And then it sits there for two or three hours. And I'll come home at lunch. And uh, I'll throw it in the oven. Fun. Yeah. And then we'll eat it. Work? I don't know what's your wife. I don't know what she means. Tomorrow's Friday, dude. Yeah. We do the podcast on Thursday. When you put the Sour Patch Kids in, that's what you put in when you make the starter. Oh, they they prove like it. Like you don't ever you don't ever have to put them again. You said you didn't have to go to anywhere. Okay. I think Amber's drunk. She has to, he has to work tomorrow. 
Look, sorry. Bob is watching the podcast. Adam's Bob going, is our Ad, boss. Adam's going in early tomorrow. I don't know why you're under the impression I didn't have to go to work tomorrow. I don't have to go to work on Monday. Bro, you don't have to work on Monday. No, do we, don't, we don't have to work Monday. I don't have to work on Monday. Is that what you're thinking of? Probably. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, yeah, what are you drinking, Dan? Uh, just a Pauliner Oktoberfest Mars. And nice. Yeah. I don't know where the bottle openers. Oh. <laughs> uh, hold on. I think it's under your coat. Uh. That that is true, Splinter. She's got that infection, and it's it's ravaging her brain. Found it. Thank you. I have to go to work tomorrow. I don't know. I don't know how I confuse my wife, and I'm sorry. Ooh, a good little pop there. See, I got rid of your mountain of beer cans over there. <laughs> don't drink. Don't <laughs> don't drink like a suckling calf. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Adam today. Boy, I'm excited to leave work early tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Fall of you says you claimed that you're making bread plus buying a ton of beer made it seem like you would avoid leaving the house tomorrow. Uh, once the snowstorm starts, mm-hmm. you probably take a half day. Probably take a half day. We'll see. Um, come home at lunch, get that bread in the oven. Mm-hmm. See what happens. See what sh- see how it shakes out. Yeah, I am drinking uh, one of my favorite, maybe my favorite session ale. If that's a, a thing I can have a favorite of. Yeah, I just it's you know me. I like kind of lower ABV because mm-hmm. I'm a weak bitch. It's four point seven all day IPA from Founders. Uh, it's low ABV, but it's got really good flavor, and I really enjoy it. That's all you can ask for. That's pretty good. A good crack. Yeah. I got my Winterfest 2016 mug. Ah, yes, Winterfest. I, don't know, I like to drink IPAs out of this for some reason. Is that what it's for? I don't. I'm guessing it's probably more for, like, it's probably more of a stout glass, but I, I'm not 100% sure. Why would it be for stout? It's got something to do with the shape. Because you know how, like, wine glasses, it's like, oh, well, this is a wine. This is a, the this wine glass is so wide because you want to get your nose in it, or this one has a stem like this, or blah blah blah. That's a mug. I, did I say mug? I'm sorry. My why splinter might know. Why is it shaped like this? Does it impair? Does it improve <laughs> my IPA flavor? Yeah. Ah, it's a good first sip. So yeah, there's been a there's been a. A, a large gap because of the way it was made. Thank you. Okay. That, I mean, that answers that. Yeah. I eat chili out of that sort of glass. <laughs> Just in time, Big J. He got to hear his sip. Right, you want me to do another one? At first, I thought, well, you we said I eat chili out of shot glasses. And I was like, he just walks up to the crock pot and just takes shooters of chili. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Slams it down. <laughs> he lines them up for. Ugh. Uh, <laughs> little lime, little salt. That sounds delish. <coughs> this is gonna be the problem with this podcast. I'm still gonna be coughing. <clears throat> I wake up every morning, feels like I fucking smoke cigarettes. We, we I'm in search of chili shots. We all are. There sounds amazing. Is a reality show for you instead of whatever this dumb reality show that you and uh, Mike are watching. Just a guy trying to find shots of chili. Yeah. 
The best shots of chili. It'd be oh. let's be honest, it'd be Guy Fieri. Yep. <laughs> and he'd be like He'd be doing Here I am. Down in Toluca I, Lake. <laughs> I can totally see Guy Fieri doing shots of chili. It's a guy making West Memphis green chili <laughs> in Portland. In Portland. He'd have his pinky up. Nah, he's, like, he's not that much of a fancy boy. You don't think so? No. But they would say something like there's a there's like a little bit of like Dutch cumin in here, and then he would do it and be like, "I really get that Dutch cumin." Uh, what is this? What is this reality show that you and Mike are watching? The Circle. Oh, The Circle. Yeah, well, we finished it, of course. You're trying to get everybody else to watch it by texting about it on group chats. No, I think Mike was doing that because he knew he could get a ride. That might be true. Uh, it's eight people go into. Uh, like this apartment building, uh, and they can't see each other. Okay. And they have to create an online profile and chat with each other. And oh, so weird. some people can be catfish, and they can be making up this persona to try and like get people on their side, or they could be actually playing themselves. How do they, what is, what is what does getting them on their side entail? So what it's all that, about what does that win them? It's all about. You want to be like the influencer for the week, but that, that that just means that people like you. Are they in a house for a week? Uh, they're, I think the people that were in there from the beginning are probably in there for a little bit longer than a week. Hmm. Okay. Uh, but so they only communicate to each other through the chat, and it's basically you're trying to build connections with people through like no like no visuals, yeah, or audios, and it's just with like maybe the four pictures you have on your profile, and then just kind of talking to each other in chat. Is it a group chat? It can be group chat, but or they can also, two can also, they can also send DMs. Okay. Yep. Uh, and it just it came down to it that the people that were the most real, like, ended up like doing the best. Interesting. Um, except for this one guy that went like full catfish and like played his like like his character was his girlfriend. So like he like he played as Rebecca. Okay. And so he chatted everybody as Rebecca. Hmm. Uh. And he made it to like the the like the final four, and people started to think that maybe like this person's a little this person's too naive, is too nice. Like there's something something was a little off. So, but okay. but no one like ever called her on it or did anything like that to like make them think that holy shit you are. But they didn't win. This no, guy. no. What are you watching? So it's. Uh, it's usually seems to take, like take place like over like a day and a little bit might be might be an episode, so it's them uh, kind of chatting, and then there'll be there might be like a you, so you're just watching like text on a screen. What I don't get. No, it. so like so like they'll be like in the room and, the, and so you kind of see them like, huh, what is this? And then they'll they'll kind of like so then they'll it's, it's all voice chat too. So they'll like they'll be like okay circle and they'll like they'll say like their message back and you can kind of oh so they're saying their message and they're also talking to you the viewer sure so, like they're, they're they're a couple people are really good at it where they're very good at kind of vocalizing everything they're doing in this room because like there's no camera crew in the room with them there's just cameras in the room this is and weird. so this guy's like oh sir you're doing this now like it's like <laughs> this, this like super flamboyant gay guy was just super and so he's at, narrating himself in the third person yeah weird oh Oh, circle! You didn't do that, and like it's, it, it, I don't know. He he made it very entertaining because he was yeah. like bringing you along for like his ride. Is this like a Netflix exclusive? Yeah. So it's just uh, apparently there used there was like a UK version of the circle like two years ago. Okay. Um, 
I have no idea what that was like. Um, and I'm sure the next season of the circle will be completely different. Kind of like Survivor changed immediately, like in like the second or third season when people figured out more of how to play the game. Never watched Survivor. No, I know. But okay. it's the first season of Survivor was very pure in a way and that it was no one had ever seen Survivor. No one had ever seen it. So they like showed it, up. Yeah. They were on their teams. Yep. The guy that people ended up voting for in the very end was the guy that truly played the game the best. Yeah. Um, there wasn't these weird like animosity, like super secret alliance, like the stuff you kind of think about when you like when people like talk about Survivor, like alliances okay. and stuff like that. <clears throat> um, that stuff came seasons later, and people were like, "Oh, we think we might know how to break the game." Yeah. And then so people start coming up with like game plans. And how they think they'll kind of maneuver around. Okay. And so this first season was kind of fresh. Fresh. Because, like, it's a bunch of people that haven't really seen or been in something like this. So they yeah. don't know how it's supposed to go. So for the most part, they just acted like. So themselves. how are they voting? I still don't really understand the goal. Oh, so, like, at some point in the day, like, all of a sudden, like, an alert pops up and it's like, you got to rank the players now. And so then you go, okay. And they can't rank Joey, themselves, I assume? No. It's like, okay, well, Joey, he's been really good to me. Seems like he's my bro. I'll put Joey third. And they kind of rank each other. Hmm. And then the top people get to choose who it basically kicked off. And then it goes on to the next. And then the game may add somebody in that, they, that they've never seen before. All of a sudden, a person will just pop up the next day. And it'll just be like in the chat sort of thing. It's like, oh, well, this is a brand new person. Okay. And it's... I can only imagine what it's like. It's like, well, I've never seen any of these people, and these people are just talking to me. That's interesting. In, the, in a chat window. But you actually hear their voice. Yeah, so like you hear their voice. They None of them ever heard or saw yeah. a person until the very end of the show when the last four of them got put into a room, and they're like, hey, so oh, J- you are real. <laughs> so Javin says every player ranks everyone else, and then it aggregates everything together. Yeah. Uh, it's called the the circle. It's on Netflix. <coughs> Big J was asking what it was called. Um, Hold on, I have to cough again. Yep. <coughs> uh, but it was... It was it was very interesting. Like, it was... Do you like this or Terrace House better? <coughs> this this was new. Yeah. And more, and more exciting just because it was very, like... Well, there's competition to it, which it yeah. doesn't sound like there is in no, Terrace House. Terrace House is just six <coughs> Japanese people... Schwartz says, what is the circle? In the show. Uh, it's just the circle is the like the, the chat program that they all communicate. It's like Siri in. or something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's it's Messenger. Yeah, Schwartz, it's a show. And Big J, I have a I have a cough button, but I think you probably still hear it on Dan's. Oh yeah, my, my mic is super awesome. I mean they are directional, but it's still gonna pick it up. There are lots of circles in the show. Is that yeah. true? <laughs> just like it, like the camera will zoom out of the building and they'll just kind of, there'll be a circle on something. Stupid. It's, uh, but it's it was it was it was a, a neat little uh, twelve episode thing. Hmm. I, I'd be okay. intri- I'd be intrigued to see if it's something that I would even like how long I would carry on with it because I remember watching like the first season of Survivor with my folks. Okay. And being like, this is fucking insane. This is awesome. Like these people are like out there on the beach and like playing these stupid games. It was it was just super entertaining to watch yeah. these people that have no idea what the fuck's going on <laughs> trying to do this thing. Yeah. Um and then at some point it's kind of lost its luster to me. Because it's like, oh this well this is it's not as fun yeah. when these people are 
kind of trying to game it. So I, I'd be intrigued to see what it's like in season two or season yeah. three. Yeah, I don't. The only reality I'm trying to think. I I remember being a kid and being bored mm-hmm. and watching a few episodes of like Road Road Rules. Was that a show? Oh yeah, Road Rules Paris. Does that sound like it could have been a thing? Mm-hmm. There were basically like twenty somethings. I was like fifteen or sixteen, and there were twenty somethings on MTV in Paris. Yeah, a very vague memory of that. And then I watched The Ultimate Fighter, mm. mm-hmm. uh, probably four or five seasons of that. Mm-hmm. And then I can't think of any other reality TV show I ever watched. Yeah, like the the one that I, well, I never really, I don't think I ever watched Road Rules, but I did watch Real World Road Rules Challenge because those were always super fun. Because it was just like people from the real world and people from the Road Rules just competing in physical challenges for like. <laughs> 10 episodes. Don't remember watching Traveling cars. Maybe what I watched was Real World Paris, not Road Rules. Because Road Rules was a thing. Did they travel in Road Rules? I, that's what I think Road Rules was, was like a, a more international thing. Well, I don't know. Whatever I watched was they were in Paris and they were working for like a, a ad agency or a clothing company or something in Paris. That might be Real World then. Because, yeah, if they have a job, I think that's you. I think that's what Real World is. Like they live in the apartment and they go to their job. But they all had like a job together, I think. Yeah, I, I think that's a real. I think it's okay. a real world thing. I could be completely wrong, as we all know. My memory's not the best. Uh, better than Terrace House. Yeah, Dan said. I don't think you're saying it's better. I think you're just saying this was new. It's, yeah, it's got new it's got some novelty to mm-hmm. it, whereas Terrace House doesn't. And the thing with like and like Terrace House can live and die by the six people in that house. Yeah, since there's since it's literally just them living together and maybe two of them go on a date otherwise they're just going to work and eating dinner it's like so like if you don't have the right Still people in that house that i've never tried to watch it though it's it's not gonna be you know like it can that's a different can be real slow beef. for a few episodes yeah i could imagine Schwat wants to know if you ever got into the amazing race i i've definitely seen like a couple episodes but i've never oh what was it the this, this one I think is more of a game show than like a reality show. I don't almost think of Amazing Race as like a game show because it's like yeah, it's not I, really, like they're just going from place to place and doing physical challenges. It's not yeah. like they're um, the mole. I, I remember that was like hosted by like Anderson Cooper before he was like super big on like it was basically like people kind of like an Amazing Race thing or Survivor thing where they're like doing like a challenge. Yeah, um, but one person is working against them, huh. and so. Every week they're they're eliminating people and they're trying to eliminate the mole, but if the mole does his job right, they eliminate someone who's not the mole, and so the mole basically keeps hanging around. And if he ends up like making it to the end, yeah, then he wins. When you said Anderson Cooper, my dumb brain for some reason made a connection and was and brought a picture up in my in my brain mm-hmm. of Louis Anderson, <laughs> and I was like, that's a weird fit. And then was like, oh. That's Family Feud, I think. I think Louis Anderson hosted Family Feud for that. That sounds right. Yeah. Didn't everybody's hosted? It seems I mean, like it. If you were like a a, a C, yeah, to be you list celebrity, you may have hosted Family. You Feud. may have hosted Family. That's Feud. like a redneck joke. <laughs> <laughs> Walla Beef. Uh, that's I don't know what that show is. Terrorist House is. It's just about a bunch of terrorists living together. Yeah. Yeah. That's on. Like, I don't know what show it is where they're trying to figure out who the terrorist is. That's like the NSA all day. Oh yeah, 
a terrorist house is about they're not necessarily the same terrorist organizations but there it's just a bunch of different terrorists living together yeah and trying to like even though they have ideological differences they're trying, trying to, to live together and get along yeah and create long-lasting friendships yeah and then there's dan's show terrace house yeah about japanese people doing the same thing yep <laughs> um so that's the circle <laughs> i have been uh oh that song i played because i thought you would like it it gives me a the the i meant to sorry everybody uh the opening song is called how simple and it's from a band called hop along uh and they have a i thought they had kind of a that's why i wanted to wait for a ticket in uh i wanted to wait a minute mm-hmm. uh because they ha- it, i feel like they have kind of a uh Who's that chick you love? The musician. St. Vincent? St. Vincent. I feel like they have kind of a St. Vincent vibe. Like they're definitely doing their own thing. Okay. Um, oh, hey, Kibby's back. What's up, Kibby? reality show called Solitary. No. I have not, no. What's There's a weird Korean uh, reality show that you like. Oh, it's, uh, Great Escape. Great Escape? Yeah, where it's, where it's just Dung Young Kim and some other dudes trying to make get out of an escape room no i thought there was a different korean the challenge yeah fuck what was that there was some game oh man that was that might that's that's a fucking game and a half like yeah i can't remember what it's called man i I love you that were like so hard, much. You were hard into it for a minute. Well, there was like math to it. Oh yeah, shit, it was so there? smart. It was such a it was such a fun yeah. like head trip of a game. I'll think. I'll think of it later. What is solitary, Kibby? Um, but yeah, I thought you'd like that band. It was. Uh, I got the recommendation from Jason Mantzoukas. Ah, he was talking about this band Hop Along, and I went uh, out to Google Play and just checked out their like top songs. I was like, I. I've been listening to them and they're they're good, but I was like, I think Dan might like this more than me. I like their 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 lead singer has this kind of she's got like a raspiness to her voice. What's that? Uh, <coughs> Still gold, uh, the the sister combo from. Oh uh, yeah, Finland um, from what? Finland. That's uh, a first aid kit. That's who I initially okay liking that too when I when Manzukis I first heard music also start. really likes first aid kit. Oh, it makes sense. Um, and I was so I. While I was sick, I was just kind of laying around doing a lot of nothing. Uh, and I was taking a bath like every night. I love to take a bath and listen to a podcast. Oh, yeah. Uh, and so I started re-listening to, or not re-listening to, um, but I started, well, re-listening to the podcast, but the episodes I hadn't listened <clears throat> to. Okay. Uh, Are You Talking R.E.M. Remy? Ah. I forgot how much I love that show. And like, so the way that are you talking REM me is structured is there's like uh, Adam Scott and uh, uh, Scott, Ackerman. Scott Ackerman are just stupid morons for the first third or half. Mm-hmm. So they might take one break. They might take two breaks. Mm-hmm. Keep going. Uh, and they and then the last like half of the podcast or last third of the podcast, they just talk about REM the whole time. And the thing that I like listening to the first third or first half of the podcast, it was like, oh, yeah, this was one of the podcasts that inspired me to like finally just want to do a podcast with Dan mm. because it's there. Sometimes they're just talking about their personal lives. It's not anything like some crazy Hollywood story. 
it's it's literally just two like really good friends mm-hmm. talking to each other just goofing off and just yeah it and it was it's just nice to listen to like where there's so much other garbage or just sad things you have to listen to mm-hmm. or read about in your day uh it's just fun to listen to two friends just bullshit and that i forgot that that was one of the podcasts that made me like i want to start a podcast <laughs> Because it's just fun to listen to these two guys who've been friends for a long time and have a really good rapport, mm-hmm. talk to each other and give each other shit. And then it is, it's also really fun to listen to them talk about like discovering the REM records and where like where they were when they first listened to it. It's just such a fun podcast. Uh, okay, so Kibby says, so he's talking about a Solitary. reality show called Solitary. It's great. Nine contestants, all but in solitary confinement. You have no contact with the outside world or really with the other contestants. Is this just prison? They do, ch- <laughs> they do challenges, but you have no idea who finished or what place you were in until the producers tell you decide to tell you. A reward might be a five-minute call home, 10 minutes extra sleep, or just a bowl of popcorn. Good so lord. That's interesting. So that's, it's, it's like the dystopian prison version of the circle where it's like yeah you're, you're in this thing you have no contact except like you have zero contact with anybody not even like fake like texting with each other you're just Hello. in <laughs> fucking camera there it is there it goes you're just alone and i'm assuming like a solitary confinement are you in the dark of this show does he say no all but, but in solitary confinement so i guess solitary confinement doesn't imply that there's no light you're just in a room by yourself with no contact with anybody. Yeah, in movies it always seems like it is like they're always like cause they always like like open the thing and like yeah oh, oh, the light. <laughs> that's see, that, that, that sounds that sounds rough. Yeah, I, I do. Oh, hundred percent. So in the circle, are they like they can't leave their room for nope. a week? Yep, they're just in this apartment for a week. Yeah. Wait, they're in an apartment or they're in a room? They're well, they're in like a they have a kitchen. So like even like it's like a little. One so they can apartment. make their own food. Okay, yep. so it's like a studio apartment. Yeah, they have a bathroom, but you don't go out. I, you know, you don't, you don't leave the apartment building. There's like a gym that sure. they must take turns going to, so they don't see each other, sort of thing. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Huh. I don't think I don't know how much money you'd have to pay me to do that. Uh, winner gets a hundred grand. That's not that much money. It. it well, sure. <laughs> yeah. It. it <laughs> <laughs> if somebody was like, "Hey, I want to give you a hundred grand," I'd be like, "Sweet, I'm uh-huh. gonna." That's awesome. Uh, but it's also it's like I don't know. I don't. I don't think the juice is worth the squeeze in that case. The the, the I mean, one of those things where it's like the experience would be insane. Like, why I, do you say that? Well, just like the. It's it's so outside of like the norm of like anything you would have ever done, that like it could either be. Sit in a room by herself for a week. It could either be enthralling, or do they get to bring books? I think so. I don't think they're like on their computers or anything like that because I don't think they have contact with home or anything. Yeah, that would make sense that you can't contact home. But if you, if I, oh man, I would bring a stack of books. Yeah, I think you could just sit there and read, and a bunch of movies I'd been meaning to watch. My feet are cold. Uh, let's see what's Kibby saying. Behind the scenes documentary is eye opening. The producers said 
They could do challenges at 2 a.m. or 3 a.m. sometimes, so the contestants have no sense of time either. <laughs> Man, that show sounds like a mind trip. Where did they produce the show? Yeah, I wonder where the show... That seems like that's like a show in like Croatia. Yeah. I mean, that... that it, or it just seems like a show I would have heard of, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if it's like a if it's a U.S. produced show. It doesn't seem like it would have been on a big network. No. I need another beer. Definitely not. All right, talk amongst yourselves. I'm getting another beer. Uh, but yeah, the. Who did you want to win the circle? Um, Adam's asking who I wanted to win the circle. Ooh, I, I think I was rooting most for the hot chick for Sammy. Yeah. Uh, but Sammy, the hot one. Joey ended up winning, and I was perfectly fine with Joey winning because he was just this like New Jersey Italian like goofball. Like you're like classic like Jersey Shore dude, but he was just a hundred percent just Joey the whole time, like. Super, he was like, just himself. So yeah, he was super genuine to all the people. And like he had like, you know, good rapport with a couple of the people. And it was just, you know, it was it was nice to watch them kind of interact and like actually. How do you, the viewer, know that they're being themselves and telling the truth? Well, because well, you're, you're watching them interact. And so I'm like, unless they are like next leveling, also playing. Like the lying camera, to the viewer. Yeah. Like because that, that, that's like. Well, a I'm already figure, trying to figure out how do you game that show? That, well, that's the thing. People are going to figure that part out where it's like they'll come in and they'll, they'll also know that they're being watched. Mm-hmm. So they might, they'll have to play the double game of worrying about what they're saying to other people, but then also worrying about how they look while they say it. I guess why would that matter, though, for winning it, the show? It wouldn't because Cause the, the, only people who, the only people who can vote are the people who you're, who you're saying when you say, okay, circle. Correct. Yeah. So yeah. Like, you would only be in trying to impress the crowd at that point, which would have no bearing on if you win. If you're really like, what if you're doing like a fucking uh, Daniel Day Lewis type performance, where you you're mm-hmm. trying you're trying to create a character for mm-hmm. people to be sympathetic for, but the only the way you're gonna try to do it is be a hundred percent that character. Yeah, you know what I mean. And then you get out of the show, and people are like, "Wait, Dan's not anything <laughs> like that, and his name's Bill." You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Just to, yeah. just for shits and giggles, like mm-hmm. if the show got big. I, I, it wouldn't surprise me if people came in doing that next time. Yeah, like people that come in to be like a catfish are just go hand, just go hard onto it. Like, like they it, fake having a limp. <laughs> maybe if they if they think it's gonna if they think it's gonna inform their character, just do some they, Kaiser Soze type. shit. Because uh, I think that's one of the reasons why the people that weren't necessarily super genuine kind of got found out. And like kicked off. What do you mean? Um, is that people knew there was something not quite real there? Yeah, oh, I thought he was going to do. And so too. it was. They didn't. They, they like could they tell just intuited it, or yeah, yeah, is it because and, and they, they could tell they didn't have the same connection? Like it, they could tell it wasn't as real. Like there was there was there was some weird layer happening, and that kind of it, it made it so they couldn't connect. That's actually the most intriguing part of that show now to me. Oh, yeah. Is watching it and try to figure out what are people intuiting mm-hmm. that pushed them away from because it's just the, a sentence. The the cat like the catfish contestant. Yeah, the contestants who are lying. Yeah, what are you intuit? But it's not just a sentence. 
Yes. Because just yeah, a yeah. sentence is like text, and then you can apply your own. You know, like that's a problem I have at work sometimes. Mm-hmm. Is like somebody would be like, "That's not how you do that," and in my head I'm like, I read it and it's like, "That's not how you do it, you fucking moron." And then my response is like, "Fuck you," <laughs> and then they're like, "No, I'm just trying to be like." Mm-hmm. And in their mind they were like, "No, that's not how you do it." Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's a terrible example of a sentence, but it's more than that because there there's something in their intonation, intonation, mm-hmm. in their tone. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's people's yeah. maybe subconscious is picking up on. Mm-hmm. That's actually kind of a fascinating part of that show when I think about it more. Well, that's and that's why I'm going to be super intrigued to see this, like whenever like the next season happens, just to kind of see how those preconceived notions now play into how people, because anybody who's going to be on that game next year or whenever the next one happens will watch the first season. Yeah. And try and glean whatever they can from so it. So what's the advantage to catfishing then? Is it just that you could create a more sympathetic character? Correct. Yes. But people aren't voting for you based off sympathy. But you're hoping they are. So like the way that voting ended up going... I would say that people would vote for you based on the way that you're making them feel, don't you think? Well, but that, that's also the same thing though. So like if you if I become a sympathetic character and we have a good conversation, we can talk about some fake thing that happened in my past that might endear you to me. Mm-hmm then you're more likely to... You may not throw me in first right away, but you'll put me somewhere in the middle because you want to like, you, you keep me there. Okay. I see and what then, you're saying. And then, you, and then hopefully my job as the catfish would then be to just f- fully reel you in to like bring you onto my side. The show is sounding more and more intriguing. <laughs> I've been making fun of you and Mike all day, but the more you're talking about it, the more intriguing it sounds. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. It's... You know, it's it's just dumb, stupid things of like people talking to a thing. But it's 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 interesting. The like weird psychological, the human, the human dynamic of yeah. it or the human interaction of it is is interesting. Yep. Especially if you get somebody who wins as a catfish. That'll, that'll be crazy. And, and what kind of fucking sociopath are they? Yeah, especially if they're like, because like the one thing about like the kind of like the catfish guy that came to the end was that he. He was hoping that the people that he had the connections with, like, because he he himself was like, like he still felt for those people, and he felt like he was creating like real friendships with them. Yeah, but it was under this mask. So was he faking a girl's voice then? Saying hi, I'm Becky. There's no talking. Hold on, it's all typing. Now I'm confused. You, they, they, it's voice to text. That's completely different then. I thought you were saying they would say, okay, circle, and then they would say a sentence, no, and no, then it no. would play it for the other people. No. It's, it's so all... They're re- so they could be doing what I was saying. The witch. So it, it's, the intonation is going to be based on the person Correct. reading it. So, that yeah, you have to, and that's... Oh. Yeah. That's less intriguing to me for some reason, but I don't know why. It, it puts a different wall up. Yeah, because there's it's it it obfuscates it so much more that you really have to go with your gut. Can you send emojis? Oh, it's all about emojis. Okay. Uh, like two of the like same as other girl, they got into a competition to see who could get Joey to send him a, like a send him like a eggplant emoji. Or, yeah, eggplant first. <laughs> Dumb. Oh, it was stupid. Yeah, it's good kind of stupid. Uh, okay. <clears throat> Because emojis, emojis help you, and and they're and they throw like hashtags and like, like 
emoji, just emojis help you or things like that. It gives you the a little bit of a the tone flourish. that you're trying to send. Yeah. Like I'm sending this with a winky face. Yep. Read sarcasm into it or whatever. Yep. Double heart eyes emoji. Yeah. That, that was part of the fun because like they'd be sending me like, give me the monkey with the one eye closed. It's like, huh? Didn't know that was an emoji. Uh, so Kibby was saying that it's an old Fox reality channel. Hmm, I didn't know that was a thing. They had a, re- a channel that was dedicated to reality. I could see that being like a thing in like the back when Survivor was in like the first few seasons. <laughs> Big Brother just came in. Like yeah. all those sh- like reality was the king. Yeah, lots of yeah, lots of laughing my fucking ass off. LMFAO and, and crying it, laughing. It, yeah. Uh, and Kibby also says people of Walmart should be a reality game show. Yeah. Kind of like if Supermarket sad. Sweep meets Survivor. What's Supermarket Sweep? Do you remember that game show from back when we were kids? Oh, where they just got to run through the supermarket? Yeah. yeah. I remember great. there was a video game version of that. Where like oh, yeah. whoever won, they would play video games against each other. And whoever won mm-hmm. got to just run through like a video game store with a Velcro yes, just, suit or something. And they're just trying to grab all the games. And then they went down a slide at the end. Those might have been different games. Like different game shows? I think so. Hmm. But okay. yeah, I remember, I remember those both. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, cool. But yeah, uh, the most the the most recent episode of uh, Are You Talking REM Remi Game Pro Show or something like that. Yeah, we, says. we've we've watched it on YouTube at my okay. house. Okay, I'm sure we have. Um, <coughs> the most recent episode of, that I'm listening to of Are You Talking REM Remi is uh, Adam Scott. Scott Ackerman mm-hmm. and Jason Manzukis. Oh, nice. That's uh, yeah, it's fun. It's also fun to hear Manzukis with sincerity. <laughs> Cuz I'm only used to Manzukis either being at 11 somewhere mm-hmm. or well, he's still at 11 mm-hmm. on the podcast, but on Comedy Bang Bang, it's just constant sarcasm. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of sarcasm on this, but like listening to him talk about like one of the most important bands in his life is The Replacements which a band I love. And mm-hmm. then you have that stupid little pride in like, Oh, Minnesota band. Yeah. Uh, or talking about loving the Minutemen, And you're like, man, I did. I guess I just didn't peg Jason Manzukis as a guy who loved the replacements or the Minutemen, or like, it, it, it's just been, I'm like halfway through it. And it's just very fun to listen to that particular person mm-hmm. speak with sincerity about something that he really likes. Mm-hmm. That's been pretty cool. But yeah, he, he talked about that hop along band. Um, I think you'll like them more than I will. Uh, but yeah, you should check out hop along. I've been listening to them at work and, uh, they've had a few songs that have jumped out at me, but nothing, nothing major, but I, I'd be interested to know what you thought of them because I, I feel like they're more up your alley than they are mine. Okay. Uh, let's see. Kebby or Kibby says, uh, Fox Reality was short-lived in the early 2000s. It was basically reruns of Real World and Road Rules with one or two of their own shows. Okay. Hmm, interesting. Just a bunch of old reality shows. Fighter Manderson says, Mazzucas in The Disaster Artist was a nice treat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He played kind of a different a different level of intensity for that character. Very low. Yeah. And that it's just... I really like Manzukas. Mm-hmm. I I the only Manzukas experience I had was him as Rafi mm-hmm. in the league, and then he, and then on Comedy Bang Bang, and so it's it's 
fun to get to see him in like uh John Wick. Mm-hmm. And yeah, in uh Disaster Artist. So Yeah. I like Manzukas quite a bit. Should we move on to our only segment? <laughs> I guess. Holy shit, we've been just shooting the shit for an hour. I missed you, Dan. Missed you too. I missed the podcast. Boo. Thanks for the retweet, Javin. Appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> my phone just says, expect snow on Friday. Oh, nice. Good for Thanks, it. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny to me. Uh, we need to actually get the This Might Sound Stupid Twitter account going. Because right now, Javin's just retweeting re- retweeting my personal account. Um, so we have one segment on this podcast uh-huh. as of right now, uh, one and only it's called Rob's random topic. Uh, I don't really remember how it got started because we've been doing it since the very first episode. I, I think I just wanted something to talk about. Someone's like, Rob, give me something to talk about. He said vacuums. Was it Dyson? I think was the first. One. I thought Rob pitched the idea. He's not here, but I thought he pitched the idea of like, what if I just gave you a random topic every week? And I maybe. I yeah. like the idea because Rob just get, like so the rules of Rob's random topic are first thought best thought mm-hmm. sometime during the week Dan or myself will text our friend Rob on a group chat and say like give us a topic right now and it has to be now first thought best thought oh Rolo is here did you pitch the idea to us like did, was it your idea I can't remember anyway I love the idea of like Rob doesn't have a list beforehand he doesn't try to come up with things that will be interesting. It's just whatever's on his mind is what we have to talk about. And just, I like the, I almost the challenge of trying to decide, like trying to make it interesting or see like what interesting things can you take out of this? The best example, we should actually figure out what number podcast it is. Cause I think the best example, 30, didn't he? Huh? Matt says 30. This is episode 30. Is it really? Holy shit. I didn't know this was episode 30. Uh, whatever the episode where we talked about Pop-Tarts, I, I mm-hmm. always reference that one because I just remember Rob saying Pop-Tarts and mm-hmm. there was like one other sentence behind it and it was like, well, f- we better have we better come to the table with other things to talk about. We just talked about Pop-Tarts and God knows what for so long. Cereal, Lunchables, I don't even know. Who knows? It was, But it was just fun, like how crazy it went. Um... So, yeah, Vitam Anderson says, this is episode 30, a milestone. <laughs> Kibby says, shooting the shit is awesome. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think that's mostly what this podcast is. Mm-hmm. Uh, use that burner MMA account you have. Is that That's still a thing. I think it's called Ostracamp MMA for uh, when I wrote for Bleacher Report and I didn't want to drown my my <laughs> friends in, on Twitter uh-huh. in MMA shit. Uh, I don't recall this being my idea, but I will take credit, Rolo says. Um. So this week's Rob's random topic. I asked him an hour ago or two hours, yeah. an hour and a half ago. <laughs> is uh, is space exploration worth it? It's just that. Interesting. We've we, we've definitely talked about space before. Have we? Yeah. We. Uh, yeah, I'm sure we've talked about space. Have we talked about space exploration? Uh, a little bit. It's probably like 15 episodes ago, but it was back when we were talking about uh, about the. Uh, the space station that would be in between Earth and the moon. Do you remember that? Vaguely. Okay. Refresh my memory. Uh, Christ, I can't remember all all the, the deets about it. 
That's what the kids say. Yep. Uh, but there's like an international coalition of countries that by like 2024 20, or I forget, I forget. Oh, this is, did you listen to this on a pod or you learned about this on a podcast? I can't, I can't remember exactly. Uh, but they were going to put something. It's, it's a, this thing that goes in this, this orbit around the moon Yeah, that will allow you to go. To the moon and do to the moon far easier. Yeah, and do exploit. Yeah, so you'd fly to it, and then you go from there to the moon. You'd fly to it, like refresh your supplies. Yep, it's like a like a camp, like a like a base camp. It's a base. It's a base camp. Yep. Okay. <coughs> Sorry, everybody. You're just gonna have to bear with this cough until it's gone. I I didn't want to forego another podcast because I feel fine. I just have this stupid fucking cough. Your last MMA tweet was Silva v. Sutton is verbally agreed to. Fuck yes. I mean, that was exciting at the time. It was indeed. So what do you think? I, about hold on. Space you read that wrong. I know how I wrote that. Silver versus Sunnen is verbally agreed to. Fuck yes. I, I didn't put the I didn't, didn't put, put, the, put the period in there. There's a period after fuck. Um, I was so jacked for that second fight. Oh, yeah. Um... Space ex- space exploration. Sure, I can barely say that. You can do it. I it, yeah. Nice. I don't know that space exploration is worth it. So it depends. It's kind of a broad sub or broad topic, right? Yeah. Like exploring space outside of our solar system. It doesn't seem like we have the capability or capacity for it uh-huh. it also seems like it's so fucking it's so huge uh-huh. uh that i don't think it's worth it i think deep sea exploration uh-huh. exploring the ocean floor uh-huh. is worth our time more but that being said i think figuring out ways to build space stations with colonies on them mm-hmm. which i be- i believe I'm also a total dunce. Uh, I went to college for writing. I'm mm-hmm. not a smart person. I believe like building a space station is within our capacity, our capability. Mm-hmm. Uh, colonizing the moon or colonizing Mars. Mm-hmm. That I think is absolutely worth our efforts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I, and I'm probably, I've probably talked about this in the podcast before, but I think it's Michio Kaku who on some sciencey show i was watching Perfect. at some point <laughs> said uh if we colonize the moon or mars there's no one single event that can take out the human race and i just it was a very profound moment for me because i was just like holy shit he's right i've never like it's a very obvious thing once he said it mm-hmm. but i've never thought about it in those terms that like we could get hit by a meteor or like what if Yosemite, you know, this ultra like hyper caldera or whatever the fuck it actually is blows up. Mm -hmm. What if there's a a cataclysm that wipes out humanity? But if you had a civilization of, you know, between 5,000 and 25,000 people, let's say on the moon or in a space station or on Mars, there would still be this huge vital population of humanity left. They, yeah, they, they would have to be self-sustaining. That's when I say colonize, okay. I mean something that does not need the earth. Need the earth. Okay. 
colonize in my mind, I don't know if that's actually how it's defined, mm-hmm. but the way I'm using the word is colonize means you get there and you set it up so that your shit runs. Mm-hmm. You could lose contact with Earth tomorrow and never talk to anybody on Earth for the next hundred years, but you'll survive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, self-sustaining for sure. What do you think? Or here, let's check check in with chat real quick. Um. <clears throat> okay, so Kibby says only if it leads to some kind of civilization that is a mix between Futurama and the Jetsons. I thought that was going a different way. Uh, Jevin says Rob was your topic. Vitamin Anderson says, yep, most definitely. Uh, why is deep sea exploration more important than space? I feel like space exploration... This is Vitamin Anderson, sorry. I feel like space exploration will be more valuable for the opportunity of relocating gradually, which is what I'm saying. Uh, Jevin says lots of stuff used, invented to explore space is eventually made into things we use on Earth. Really good point. Schwat just says solar panels. Oh, and then he says there's an example of that. All right, what are you? What are your thoughts? Um, I enjoy the romantic ideal of for sure exploring space for sure. Uh, it's. The like the hugeness and vastness of it is kind of weirdly appealing. I don't understand that sentence. Well, just like just like the the sheer scope of <laughs> of of it is is appealing to me. Of like, why? I don't know. It's okay. Just, I just I just it's just it's just so I don't know, magnificent. I guess we'll we'll just use that word. For sure, it is. Um, I think it's worth it. It's something that can easily yeah, so are pay you saying back. Exploring outside of our solar system, let's say. Uh, at some point, we'll get there. That's like we're, we're still probably a century. Yeah, so, so maybe I need more definition. Maybe system. I need more definition around space exploration. I'm sa- I'm thinking maybe. like within my lifetime, Shoot, shooting a shooting a rocket with people on it at a moon of Jupiter. Gr- just just to walk around. Totally worth it. Just to walk around. Totally worth it. Okay. So I'm saying things that I could see. Let's say I live another, what, 65 years? That makes me 100. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's say I live another 65 years. Mm-hmm. The space exploration that could happen in that time, mm-hmm. that's what I'm, I guess I'm talking about. So okay. trying that, to... Ex- that would be intrasolar system. Trying to explore outside of our solar system, I don't think is worth it in, in that... Not definition not in that in that based. context. That would be like probe. Yeah, level. and yeah. then I think it's totally worth it. Then I think it's really fascinating. Just fire it, especially if it can fucking shoot shit back to us. Um, there was something I was watching a couple days ago. Is uh, that the uh, I think it was DeGrasse Tyson said it, but the world's first trillionaire will be the first man to mine yeah. an asteroid. There's already companies trying to do that. Oh yeah, that's another thing I think is way worth it. Technically, was it they were talking about how? Because like the easiest thing would probably be you would bring it somewhere into like Earth orbit. Yep. Um, the rules that are currently in place internationally is that you can't own it. Yeah. So if you so if you brought it here, other companies could theoretically drop ships on it. Oh, and weird. And start mining as well. That's crazy. You don't own the asteroid. That seems stupid. Why can't you own it? Fuck that. 
Well, if you're I, the first person I, to land I on it. I think it's a thing that like no one on the no one on earth wants anybody to be able to just go out and at, at, as it, it can't, right now, it to can't take be the like moon. like the moon is mine. The west of the United States. Yeah. Like you, you can't say, oh, I get Mars. Like is that sort of thing. Yeah, but Mars isn't a fucking asteroid. No. Nobody's going to live on an asteroid. No, but that's like that. I think that's the thing. It's like they don't want people just taking celestial bodies as their own. I don't know. I, I, I don't have. It, it might change once we can start mining them. I don't have a dog in this fight, but I guess what I'm saying is like, if you're a nation mm-hmm. and you are, anal- you figured out a way to analyze, uh, asteroids for uh-huh. their contents for their material makeup. Uh-huh. And you don't like it's not a hundred percent, but you're like, well, we're going to take a gamble on this because we think this is full of whatever, mm-hmm. some rare mineral. And you go up there, and it is, and you like strike gold. It's all yours. Mm-hmm. It's an asteroid. It's like I don't know. I, it's different to me because nobody can live on it. I guess. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm right. This is just my initial reaction to what you're saying. They'll uh, <laughs> like, like, the, like the like the numbers are are crazy. Like. Like once we like once we can get to like the asteroid belt, yeah, there are, there like there are ones out there that have like more platinum than we've ever needed, yeah. or will need for yeah. like like some outrageous number of years. It would tank the price of platinum because all of a sudden we would have so Tons much platinum, of platinum. But it would be a leap forward probably in like electronics. Because all of a sudden, all this stuff that used to be super expensive to do, yep, we now have just so much of it. Yeah, you have a bunch of coal tan yeah, suddenly. Yeah, uh, so that 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 was super interesting. In this video I watched, and then a different one I watched on who would be crazy enough to go on like the first ship to uh, this is like far exploration to like we'll say Alpha Centauri, okay, like that first what we think is like an inhabitable earth planet. Yeah. Who are we going to be who are going to be on that ship? There's uh, tons of people I bet that would go. So there's a paradox of so say it's 2230 we launch the ship. It's going at near the speed of light almost. Yeah. What and it's going to take you 60 generations to get there. So you have to go there and you have to know that your kids, 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 kids are going to be the people that are going to make it there. Yeah. And that's going to be a great thing. You're going to discover this planet. But so it's 2250. It's going to take a few thousand years to get there. Earth in 2450 has figured out a much faster ship. Yeah. That beats you there. Weird. So you've spent... 3,000 years on a spaceship and got passed. That's so weird. And you'll get there and they've already been there for 2,000 years. Couldn't they just stop off? <laughs> like, well, that's the thing. Like, like <laughs> may, they drive by? Like, like that's the thing. Like, maybe they stop, grab you, and keep on moving. But you have to sign up for this thing that's going to be that's gonna be your children's children's children. They're going to be the people that get there. But they might not even be the first ones there because in 1,000 years, we might be smarter. Yep. So that's interesting. It's this weird worth paradox of, okay, do we think we're far enough ahead that it's worth it to shoot this rocket there? Or do we think it'd be better if we just waited? 
Or go to a different planet. Not even that, because then it'd be the same thing. Because it's still, are we just going to create the ship that a thousand years from now, this is going to pass that ship. It's all about, are you going to be fast enough? Why does it say welcome to the chat room all of a sudden? I don't know. I invented that fight of Anderson. That's 100% <laughs> my thought. That's very interesting. Hold on. I want to catch up with chat because we're losing yeah, yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so in classic movie night, no, I want to argue about that fashion. Schwat says, did Adam say not worth it earlier? Yes. Uh, Rolo says, it's the final frontier. Yes, he did, Wade. I think he changed his tune. I did not. Uh, it was a different It was a, It was was a. a different tune. Once Once we put parameters on we it. We have to add parameters yeah. on it. Uh So let's see. There's. I'm just. I'm only reading the kind of. So worth exploring if it benefits Earth society is what Rollo says. That's the thing, though. Like, what it's if, hard to say. Like it, the word benefit. Yeah. I don't. That that's you have to define the word benefit then. In Javin's point, it's like you can't. Uh, you can't predict Tang. Yeah. Um, or any of the other things that NASA invented that are now widely used. Mm-hmm. Um. You you can't like that's one of the parts of it's frustrating to get funding for mm-hmm. it. It's like well it's not it's not worth it. It doesn't benefit us at all. And it's like well no it really does. We just can't tell you exactly what the benefit is going to be right now. Yeah. But if you look at the history of NASA, it absolutely benefits society. It's like we put a man on the moon. He grabs some rocks. Yeah. We prove we could do it. Like we prove that, we could do it. But in doing so, they also have come up with technology and. Exactly. It's um Vitamin says I want to loop back around to why exploring deep space. Deep sea is important. Okay. We'll Half a blabber just says Supner. <laughs> <laughs> uh Schwartz says Matt duh pearls and doubloons. He's not wrong. <laughs> and then Kibby says, Would our exploration of space be in the benefit of humanity? Even the United Federation of Planets in Star Trek claims to be explorers, but Starfleet itself is a military operation. And War Cannon has brought in technological breakthroughs. That's true. And advances as well. So I ask again, would it be a true benefit? Um, hmm. And then Matt. Oh, was that, that was when we were talking about the last thing. Not to stomp on the other points, Javin says, but learning about other planets and suns, et cetera, can help us understand what's happening and may happen to ours in the future. That's a really good point. Oh, 100%. Like when you look at a place like Mars where we think there may have been water or something like that even though it may not have had an atmosphere which maybe it did but even though it's not necessarily going through our same growth pattern mm-hmm. it would give us a good it gives us good examples of what certain changes can affect a planet because like if it can go so catastrophically in one direction yeah like what are things that can make it do that what are things that make it do it here yeah yeah so Kibby, okay, claim to be explorers, but Starfleet itself. I don't know enough about Star Trek. I that that's I think that's their. So the United Federation of Planets. What is that? I there. I know Rolo and and uh, Vita Anderson know enough about Star Trek. That's who they work for. Who who like, works? Uh, for? Uh, Picard and yeah. them. So what is the? Uh, what's the other part of it? Military. But the fleet, the fleet itself is a military operation. Would it be a true benefit? It's hard to pin down benefit, I guess. Yeah. 
or it's hard to pin down because like yeah it's you're, you're prescribing worth to certain things where it's it's well, hard you're, you're and you're also prescribing worth to un, unknown things it's like a benefit to humanity is uh uh jonas salk discovering uh or or curing uh oh my god help me out polio polio thank you good lord um where it's like this is my intended goal mm-hmm. this is my stated goal um versus like well we want to explore space and just get as much data as we can on these things mm-hmm. well what what benefit is that going to be to us I have no idea, but there, but there will be benefit in it. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. Like, I think that's really interesting that it's hard. It, you can't, you can't tell me what the benefit will be of it, but you can tell me there will be benefit from doing it. Oh, that's the thing. It's like, it's like, there's all this stuff, like the things (laughs) you have to design around to design in space, like really force the mind into a certain, like to really, problem solve in yeah. a way that you wouldn't have to normally problem solve if this computer is going to run on earth yeah so it's like okay what do i need to do to make this circuit run in these nonsense conditions and that will bleed a little bit into something like that intel would do so, mm-hmm. so it, it's going to benefit us in a little bit it might not be you know some astronomical thing but it's like oh this processor is can now operate 0.6 degrees cooler and that's a huge deal yeah. for X reason. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, that idea is really interesting to me that like if you look at the history of just NASA and Kurt, uh Kibby's right that war has developed a lot of technological advances that have done good things for people ultimately. Necessity, you know. Um nuclear power. Yeah. Um but it's a very interesting idea to look at the history of NASA and say like to get more funding for for NASA and say, well, this funding will benefit humanity. Mm-hmm. And then somebody says like, well, how? And you can say, I don't know how, but I know that it will. Like, That's I'm, an interesting idea to like, me. I'm not, it's not going to feed your kids, but it's it's it might think of a way in 20 years to feed your kids better. Yeah. But I, but I, I, don't, but I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But I know like it's so weird to, to be able to kind of, I mean, obviously you can't say it 100%, but to be able to kind of say like, I don't know what the benefit will be, but there will be a benefit. I really like Javin's point too. Uh, he says maybe finding nothing has its own benefits. Mm-hmm. If you do find nothing, it might. I mean, it's hard. It's weird because then it's not nothing. Yeah, it's it's it, a, it's unexpected maybe. And it's an answer. It's an answer, and it can inform other things. Exactly. So it, it's it's kind of not disingenuous, but it's kind of a misnomer to call it nothing. Yeah. But I, but I think that's what he's saying. Yeah, it's like that. Like the way he words that is he. It's in that way where it's like, yeah, we found nothing, and he'd be like, huh? What does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> what does that tell us? Um, um, sir, to answer Matt's question, there's a lot of stuff. There, I don't know what the actual percentage is. If you Google it, you you could Google it and put it in chat, and we'd know. There's a certain uh, percentage of our own planet that we haven't explored or looked at. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's certain things that live in hot sea vents and we don't understand how they live. Uh, it's not unreasonable to think that there could, the core, Schwartz says, uh, it's not unreasonable, although it could be unlikely, but it's not unreasonable to uh, 
think that we could find a life form that's able to live in on our own planet that's able to live and survive and thrive in environments that we didn't think were even possible. Do we do that all? The, we find that all the time. Yeah, like, uh, like those hot the yeah. sea vents, or at the depths that they do. Like, how do they survive with that much pressure? It's like, oh wait, this thing's breathing sulfur. We can't do yeah. that. How <laughs> does it breathe sulfur? How does it? How does something survive without zero yeah. oxygen? Or I don't know if it would be possible here to define. Like, could you find something that's not a carbon-based life form? Is that only possible in space, or I, is that possible in deep sea? I don't know. I'm I, not smart enough to answer that question. The thing I think we're all, I, this might sound stupid, but I think everything on Earth is that. carbon based. I think so too, but I don't know. That was the first I, idea I was going to throw out, and then I backpedal. Because they always talk about that's always <laughs> one of the things you always heard when you were kids with like aliens to be like, it's going to be like silica based or something like this. Yeah. What? I don't know what that word means. But there are things like you're saying. They breathe sulfur. We don't understand how they survive. Mm-hmm. Um, or just things that that live, you know, in the Marianas Trench, say. Uh-huh. How, what is the structure of their frame that allows them to do that? And can we replicate that for other things? It's the same thing. It's like, I don't know what the benefits of deep sea exploration are. But there are benefits of doing it. Oh, it's the same. Like the, the thing it's kind of the same thing. The, the problem and with deep sea exploration is that it's not as sexy as space exploration. For sure, and that's the one reason why it doesn't happen. Unless as much. you read twenty thousand other leagues and twenty thousand leagues under the sea, and you name your kid Nemo, but whatever. Twenty thousand dollars <laughs> leagues. <laughs> uh, <laughs> read a book. You know, so that's what you got. Like James Cameron, man, going down there, just, just fucking, fucking doing going it. down there, <laughs> just doing it. There's just there's lots of potential benefits to deep sea exploration, uh, but it's it's I like that it's like I don't know what they are, but I bet you there's a bunch. Next thing I think or I, some like they I both have. I shouldn't say a bunch. I think they both have huge benefits. Yeah, it's not the problem is that it's fucking hard to do both. Like neither one is easy. No, like they are. They're, they're the exact opposites. Like, you have, like, the deadness and, like, nothingness of space. Yep. And then you have the absolute hellscape and pressured nonsense that is deep the, sea. the deep sea. Well, or isn't it something like, uh, what's the biggest whale? Is it a sperm whale or a blue whale? Or is that the same thing? This might sound stupid. It's a big whale. Say that. A big whale. Yep. They deep sea dive, and I'm pretty sure we don't know where they go Mm -hmm. like we know where they come to like mate or whatever we have have an idea but we don't fully know like where they go because it's hard to track them and it's so deep and i think like there's just so many interesting things and vitam anderson says i think uh findings wait hold on back up i think deep sea is very interesting and would be worth it just curious why it came up i we did we didn't have kind of these strict uh, the strict context that we have now. Uh, I was just saying, exploring outside our solar system within my lifetime, I don't think is worth it. Yeah. Um, with humans. Uh, and then Vitamin says, I think finding species and space that are terrestrial that we don't know existed is compelling. Does he mean species in space? He has to mean species in space. I thought he meant uh, in the ocean. The problem is, like, that sentence doesn't make sense then. <laughs> Finding spaces? No. 
species and spaces that are terrestrial that we didn't know. Okay, there we go. So space. So it's not in space. It's things in the ocean. Yes. Okay. Um, I like big Schwat. Schwat says it's a blue whale. Read a <laughs> read a read a whale book <laughs> in the ocean as in areas. Um, but yeah, I don't. So is Jupiter inside or outside the Kuiper Belt? I want to say it's inside. I want to say outside. it goes Jupiter. No, no, those those giganto planets are outside the asteroid belt because it goes Mercury, Venus, Earth. No, nope. Mar- Mars is before. Oh God! Oh my God! Wait, no, We're wait. the third planet from the Shit. sun. Yep. Damn it! I didn't say that. I'm then s- Venus. I'm smarter than Dan. Then Venus. Then Venus. No, it's Mercury. Yeah. Venus. Yeah. Earth. Yeah. Mars. Yeah. Jupiter. Saturn. And then I think it's the Neptune. Kuiper Belt, and then Saturn. Neptune. I think the Kuiper Belt's Uranus. between... Because Jupiter is what protects us from asteroids that typically come in from the Kuiper Belt, isn't it? Oh, you're thinking like... Are you thinking of the belt that's outside Pluto? No. No. Isn't the asteroid belt called the Kuiper Belt? I don't think so. I Hold think Because I... Th- like Jupiter... I'm just going to... Hold on. I'm going to Google it with our new layout. Don't look it up on your phone. You I'm s- going in hard right now. Son of a bitch. Okay, Google, what Kuiper Belt? Oh, God. I, I haven't fully figured out how to do this. It's a V-Belt Why does Schwartz say pizza pies? Because why? When the moon hits your eye. When the moon hits your eye. Display capture? Which display does it capture? Is it this one? Hey, it is this one. Where is Kuiper? It's between Jupiter and Mars. Oh. It's between Jupiter and Mars? Yeah. The asteroid belt is. It begins near the orbit of Neptune. Okay, so that's outside. Oh, of, that's like yeah, that's like the bit. That's, that's like, between Neptune and Pluto. Yeah, the Kuiper belt is like the. So the, yeah, the asteroid ast- belt is in between Mars and Jupiter. Where is asteroid belt? <laughs> Where is asteroid belt? Is a region of space between the orbits of Mars and Jupiter. Well, I was wrong. I always I thought that they were the same. I was right. This might sound stupid, but oh, hold on! I didn't fade to this. Sorry, guys. Boom. I didn't even I didn't even go to our new thing. My bad. I selected it, but didn't fade to it. Oh, Matt's just typing it. What he found on Google now? A region, is he even typing it? I bet you he copied and pasted. It the was copy lazy motherfucker. Um, but no, yeah. So yeah, so Jupiter does protect us from the Kuiper Belt. It it's gravity, but not from the asteroid belt. No, but they're not near, they're not anywhere close to the same size. They aren't. No. That sounds like a Dan fact. I'm going with fact. <laughs> I'm hitting the fact button. Uh, <laughs> fact, 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 fact. <laughs> Half a flap for the guy who made the new layouts just says, what a waste. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mike Long, one of our best sponsors. Uh, one but, of our only two sponsors. But no, yeah, it's, it's amazing when like all of a sudden, because yeah, it seems like every yay many years, there'll be something on like, this group of ten asteroids is gonna go beat the ship at like beat the shit at like Jupiter for a couple days, and each one of them is the size of Earth. And you think that's from the Kuiper Belt? Oh yeah, those, yeah, those are those are those, those are flying in. From I wonder outside. if we can even Google that. What? So our what? At, where do the asteroids that hit Jupiter come from? No, our okay. 
Are Kuiper boots good? <laughs> yeah. Are Kuiper belt asteroids? I can't spell. Bigger than us. <laughs> <laughs> Bigger than asteroid. Asteroid belt. Belt. Asteroids. Asteroids. <laughs> Similar to the asteroid belt, the Kuiper belt is a region of leftovers from. Also, oh, but say so, like the asteroids themselves. I, mean, I was saying the the belt itself is smaller. I thought you were saying the asteroids. No, are, no, I was saying the belt itself is. Well, smaller. Well, you were saying the asteroids were the size of Earth. They hit the Kuiper. That hit Jupiter that one day. <laughs> You're changing your story, no. man. I said the ones that hit Jupiter were the size of Earth. I can't read all this. It, but look, there's dots. Cosmic, Cosmic donut. donut. <laughs> it's a cosmic donut you see kid friendly kuiper belt huh all right well we'll never know i'm not gonna read all that words only only the kids will know scroll down scroll down oh you, damn what did i do i don't know you've also lost your mouth yep it's over here uh dan cam shifted oh thanks rollo we gotta fucking tape that thing down no, he's, mm, That's fine. Wait, we're back on the regular one, right? Yeah, yeah we are. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I guess in those terms, it's worth it. I don't know what. <laughs> I, I don't know at what point exploring outside. Well, the reason I asked about the asteroid belt and uh -huh. not the Kuiper belt, I had those not even conflated. I was mm -hmm. just confused. Uh, was because I was going to say, is exploring outside of the asteroid belt in our lifetime worth it? But I thought, for some reason, I thought Jupiter was on the inside. Oh, sure, sure. Titan is a moon of Jupiter or Correct. Saturn? Correct. Titan is a moon of Jupiter. Jupiter, okay. So is Io. Yep. And those are two that we think... One of... Uh, one is... <laughs> one they think has water below the ice. Yeah. Man, I just read a really cool short story in a book, uh, the author of which I can't remember, but the book is a collection of short stories called The Dog Said Bow Wow. Okay. Uh, and there's a great short story about them finding liquid water on Io, I think. Mm -hmm. I think that's the one. Uh, have you read that? No, but that's the one in like 2001 where like they where he creates life. Oh, so 2003? Okay. 2020. It I, goes, I forget what it goes 2001, 2003, 2010? Yeah, whatever that... Yeah, I think they... That series? I think the... the whatever the things are called, the pillars? The monoliths. Monoliths. The monoliths. I think they create life on that planet. Okay. Uh, the best... Sorry, that was super loud. 2010, the sequel. The best books, just hard sci-fi. Uh-huh. Because uh, that book... the. Collection of short stories called The Dogs of Bow Wow is definitely not hard sci-fi, but it's a great short story uh, about finding liquid water and other stuff mm -hmm. on Io. Um, but the best hard sci-fi I've ever read about space exploration and colonization of other planet mm -hmm. is, uh, I want to say it's Kim Stanley Robinson who wrote the Mars series. Oh, sure. Red Mars, Green Mars, it's Blue Mars. super just pure science it's hard sci-fi and then it's also like a political thriller hmm. but though those are for sure worth reading but they're dense and they're like they're thick 
each one is thick and it's mm-hmm. not it's small print. Hmm. Um, I, I remember like I'd always had those on like a list of like. <laughs> you should just listen to audiobooks, man. I think I should. They'd yeah. be really good as audiobooks. Um, I haven't read. I should reread those. I I read those like in my early twenties. Mm-hmm. That was back when you were stupid. No, it's just like it's. I've just forgotten. Oh, yeah. I used to be able to remember everything from every book and like what event happened, what series, and blah blah blah. But it's just funny how as you get older, your brain gets full of so much shit that it just those books are kind of like Mm -hmm. there could be things from other books that I've just decided. You know, like my brain's like "Eh, that's probably in the Mars series. Yeah, and it's just not even a part of that at all. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do remember those being really. At first, I was bummed because I was like, what is this? Because I wanted like the Dark Tower, but in outer space. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Which is kind of what the Book of the New Sun is. Uh-huh. And I started reading those and like put them away. And then later was like, well, I know what they are now. Mm-hmm. I want to finish that story that I started in Red Mars. Uh, and yeah, Red Mars, Green Mars, Blue Mars. It's basically about... The beginning of that book is super fascinating because they go through like in in painstaking detail, like the battery of tests that you would have to put people through in order to make sure they wouldn't lose their fucking minds on a mission that in all likelihood they're never going to come back from. Mm-hmm. And that they're like on a space station for or on a spaceship for three months or whatever it is going out to Mars. And then when they get to Mars, they're like locked in these really... So the beginning of the book is like going through where they picked on earth and how they secluded people. And it's like goes into the psychology of how would you pick the right mentality? It's, they're just really good books, but they're hard sci-fi. I forget, did you read Ilios and Olympos? The Dan, whatever books I tried. Okay. I read Ilium. Oh yeah. It's Ilium. It's not Hyperion. I also tried Hyperion. Uh I couldn't get into those, that dude's books. Mm. Uh, I read Ilium all the way through, and I think I started Olympus. Yeah, okay. I couldn't figure out, like, I couldn't connect. The robots were so obsessed with Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. I couldn't connect it to, like, any narrative in the story, even the robot's own narrative. Like, there were just so, there were so many threads, mm-hmm. and the only kind of threads that I ended up thinking were interesting, I think, were the robots. Yeah, the, the robots definitely were intriguing in the in the like in when the, it was the gods and stuff. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't. I don't know. I just I tried Ilium. I think I started Olympus because you and like Pete and Jesse, yeah. all loved those. And uh, and then I tried Hyperion because is Hyperion the Hyperion's one? Hyperion's nonsense. Hyperion with the shriek. No, Hyperion. I started and then never picked up again. Because okay. Hyperion starts with a guy in a spaceship, right? Yeah, he has to go to that planet that has the Shriek on it. But is it Ilium and Olympus that have... There's also like just a rich space dude that like jumps through portals and stuff? Holy shit. That's... Hyperion. Is it? And end up Because I think that, one, that one's got real civilization. I think Ilium and Olympus is... Okay, Schwartz says Hyperion was that. Yeah, okay. I remember. It's almost like it starts with a dude in a spaceship, and he's like playing a space organ or something weird. Yeah, that's Hyperion. And then it and then it jumps into like it's almost like an aristocrat, but like mm-hmm. a future aristocrat. Yeah. And he's like going to a dinner party, but he has to go through a portal. But there's like a carriage. Yeah. 
Uh, his mansion is made of portals to other planets. Thank yes. you. Okay. And I, so it was like, I think I read Ilium and then I read, I started Olympus and like gave up and then Hyperion has a really fucking dope cover. Yeah. With that thing. Yeah. The shriek. Uh, and I was like, all right, I'm going to re I'm going to try Hyperion. And I just, I could not get into what's that guy's name? Dan Simmons. That sounds right. Couldn't get into it. I remember like Schwat. I Schwat says I didn't rate rate Red Mars great. Uh, I probably re- rated it on Goodreads mm-hmm. the first time I read yeah. it, and it was like I, it was just the wrong thing for me at the time. Um, <coughs> yeah, I remember it's those books are interesting, like the way he would write Dan about Simmons that stuff. Yeah, because it's 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 that weird sort of sci-fi that's. Um, Anything can happen. Yeah. Like, it, the future is so far, and there's somehow also magic going on that, like, anything... Or it in, could just be technology that you see as magic. Oh, that's the thing. Like, the, the technology is... This, what, whoever this thing is... Yeah. ...is so far beyond that it seems like magic. It might be something I need to give another try, but I could not... It was just, like, there was too many threads that I was unable to connect... Well, that was the thing with like Hyperion because like there's like the six or eight people that are going to see the Shrike on their journey and like each one gets their own backstory and stuff like that. So there's like huge portions that are just like other people. But I don't know. I, I don't I don't remember a whole like I'm trying to like piece it together in my brain because it's been yeah. it's been years since I read it. I mean, if they if those if those different things have a like. I didn't feel like the Shakespeare thing was informing anything in the narrative. Mm-hmm. I, it it was just like I liked the robot story, mm-hmm. but then when they would go in, like he just had these huge parts on Shakespeare, and I was like, I don't get this. Mm-hmm. I don't get why this is important to anything else. Mm-hmm. And it didn't. And I would like go back and reread and try to find ways to connect it, mm-hmm. because that's the thing I love about. Wolf mm-hmm. is like every time I read his books or I'll go back and reread things, mm-hmm. I'm finding new connections. But I couldn't, I couldn't get that with with Ilium. Did Did you read uh, Rendezvous with Rama? Nope. The uh, the thing that Schwat just talked about. Schwat, who wrote it again? Uh, but Rendezvous with Rama that, that was that was good. That's that's a that's a neat story about like space. Is it like the it's a Clark? Yeah, Arthur C. Clark story. But basically, this thing comes into our solar system. Yeah. And it starts <laughs> traveling, like, towards us. Mm-hmm. Like, like in our direction towards the sun. Show me what you got. Uh, to go, like, hype, hyperbellum or something. It's, it's basically, it's, it's, it's trying to take orbit around the sun. And so we, we send a ship to it to try and go inside. Um, Don't spoil it. And, that, and that's what it's, it's like, what... What's it called? Rendezvous with Rama. So it's like, what what do we experience when we go to rendezvous this, with Rama? This thing is it like thus spoke Zarathustra? Yeah, that we this thing that we have no idea. This thing that's just kind of showed up. Okay. What like what is, you know, it's just, just like a neat a neat story about what could possibly be a thing that showed up. Yeah. Hmm. I should read that. Fuck, I miss reading. It's, it's not it's not super long either, and it's it's a. It's it's good. I've, I've I enjoyed it a lot. I've finally in my life gained an appreciation for short stories. 
I've always wanted to read short stories and I could never get into them. But with kids, mm-hmm. it's like the only reading I can get. It and I, I, I but with the exception of Hillbilly Elegy, mm-hmm. which I listened to, I didn't read. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I count reading or listening to a book reading. Mm-hmm. The only books I've been reading lately are short stories. I just I, although I miss reading, man. I love reading. Did you ever go through um, his newest collection? No, uh, David Chang. Mm-hmm. I haven't. I didn't even buy it. That's what I need to buy. Yeah, I went like, I have like three Gene Wolfe collections of short stories that I read. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I'm kind of always just rereading some Gene Wolfe book. But yeah. I don't count that as like, I, it's reading, sure, but it's not like new reading. Yeah. Uh, and then I read, uh, an Instagram friend of mine from Poland sent me the dog says bow wow. And I'm like halfway done with those short stories. Mm-hmm. I read about them, a bunch of them at the doctor's conference actually. Uh, and then I read stories of your life and others. Mm. And that's like, I have I just have not read that much. I feel like my brain's turning to mush. I wonder if I have anything on audible that I can't think of that I, was meaning to listen to but i never did yet probably there's got to be something i love i the I, i've read like free range kids um another book i've been reading more nonfiction since i've had kids um oh, i can't think of that guy's name now phd like psychologist he he helped write free range kids and he wrote another one i've read his books I guess I've done more reading than I realized. It's like nonfiction doesn't have the same impact that fiction does. I should read <coughs> Free Ranch Kids. I think everybody should read Hillbilly Elegy. I should read Snow Crash. Ah, Snow Crash. That's the other Dan Simmons book that I would. Dan Simmons? Nope. Who wrote Snow Crash? That's that other guy. Uh, I've wanted to read Snow Crash do, since our first trip to Colorado. Do, 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 whenever do. that was. I'll get there at some point because I know it's got to be uh, Neil Stevenson. Neil Stevenson, I, and I've never read anything Neil Stevenson, but Pete loved Snow Crash, mm-hmm. and I've wanted to read it since then. <laughs> I might even own it. Snow Crash, and he also did the Cryptonomicon. Okay, I think that's like his sort of thing is like weird, like a uh, kind of computer, yeah, sci-fi. Happa, are you still in here? What's that book that you just decimated? Happa just finished the book in like four days, and he said he really loved it. Um, I could not get into Cryptonomicon. Okay, there's a, like fucking Gene Wolfe derailed my reading so hard, like just rereading uh Gene Wolfe books over and over again. Because there's uh like the Necromancer is a book I always wanted to read. There's a lot of books mm-hmm. that I that I own that I need to read. That's tough. Getting three hundred three hundred pages, pages in. That's so that uh, almost halfway in equipment. I want to say I got two hundred and fifty into. Olympus, mm-hmm. and that, and I was You're done. Saying, nope. Because I usually give a book about 150 pages to hook me, and if it doesn't get me in 150 pages, mm-hmm. unless it's something I'm re- like I'm really I want I, there's something I think I can learn from it. Mm-hmm. I just stop reading it, man. Life's too short. If if it's fiction and it doesn't really pull me in, mm-hmm. uh, there's another book I really want to read. I don't think he's in here, but uh, 36 Ninjas has read it. And I've heard other people speak really highly of it. It's uh, the three body problem. I really want to read that. It's a book. It's a Chinese book that's okay. translated. <coughs> I'm pretty sure it's called the three. It's the something body problem. The three body problem. The six body problem. Something like that. 
I got to pee. So people need to come up with a topic for you to talk about. <clears throat> First, who? somebody give Dan a topic to talk about so I can go pee. I've had too many beer. <laughs> I can't stop talking like Tommy Wiseau or like the portrayal of him from yeah, yeah. like all day. I had too many beer. <laughs> somebody give Dan a topic. Is Schrott the only one here? Probably. Do we go too late? <laughs> don't don't worry, uh, Javin. We're not going to talk about MMA today. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not really sure what I want to. Could be just this topic. Um, could be your no help. Because <laughs> like the last one I listened to was uh, Slaughterhouse Five. I hadn't. Uh, I'd never heard. Slaughterhouse Five. It's one of the things where I'd always heard. That's exactly what Shot said. Didn't think of. Um, I I think I'd always had this misconception for some stupid reason that uh, about Vonnegut, where I I think I'd always like offhandedly heard that Vonnegut was like sci-fi or something like that. I'm like Slaughterhouse Five. This this book seems like it's about the war like this doesn't appeal to me uh but no like it's you know it's he's not even like hard sci-fi it's just weird <laughs> weird sci-fi uh because before i did slaughterhouse five it was the sisters of jupiter uh the sirens of titan um about weird time travel and and space and mars attacking earth and just nonsense like that because uh, i'd heard like someone had told me that that was like a a good vonnegut book and then i did slaughterhouse five i'm like oh you know what i'll i'll give this a shot now and it was really good but yeah it was very <laughs> i i like how quirky and weird his his sci-fi is like there's a lot of a lot of a lot of heart in it and he's very he's very optimistic about certain things very pessimistic about certain things but it's 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 really it's a really neat version of like sci-fi because it's not hard sci-fi and it's not fantasy, but it's this weird kind of like mixture of the two. Slaughterhouse Five, or just Vonnegut in general? Okay, it's like you know, it's this. I've only weird, ever read Timequake. Like weird little quirky, like aliens or something like that. Yeah, or just you know, it, it's not like he's not beating you over the head with with numbers. <laughs> He'll just be like, "There's this time portal up by the up by the sun." Yeah, and I drove a spaceship through it. Yeah, and now I'm some weird out of time man. Okay, did like, you read Timequake? No, I haven't done, okay. no, just uh, Sirens of Titan and Slaughterhouse Five. Okay. Uh, but I, I uh, Schwab was kind of the same way where it's like I'd seen like the covers of Slaughterhouse Five, and I'd always just assume it's like this. He's just some like a uh, like a Hemingway. He's he's just writing about the war. Yeah, that's what I always that's thought. Assume That's what I always thought Slaughterhouse Five was about because it's it's about the Vietnam War in some respects, isn't it? But World War Two. World War Two. Yeah, and like the bombing of Dresden is like a huge okay. plot point. But then I read Time Quick and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" No, he's he's just this weird crazy. Like he just he just has these 
it's, it's these weird kind of adventures that his characters go on yeah. through space and time. Yeah. And Sorry, I just read Kimmy. I like Kimmy's comment, but I'm good at being no help. <laughs> hey, you got to be good at something. You got to be good at something. Uh, I thought there were aliens involved in that. I, I also like Javin's comment. Sorry, there's someone pulled over outside my house. Had to have my full attention. Uh, uh, go ahead. I'm just reading comments. Mm-hmm. Kibby says, how about this for a topic? Are you more influenced by social media? Dan, definitely not. Or word of mouth when it comes to trying something different or new. Um, Strat says, did you like Slaughterhouse-Five? I'll get back to Kibby's question. I, I enjoyed Slaughterhouse-Five. What about Sirens and Titan? Same thing. I enjoyed them. They're not like Time the, Quake was fine. That's the thing. Like they're not like the greatest things of all time. Yeah. But they were. It was it was a sort of writing that, in a sort of experience I hadn't really experienced. Yeah. Um. The closest thing is probably when I did, like postal with like Terry Pratchett, where again that's also this Terry Pratchett is fucking awesome. That's also this nonsense, like you like the world's just it's ex- not it was it's not nonsense, but like the world's exist he doesn't explain them exactly he just is like he just expects you the reader to accept that this is a talking kangaroo and that and that's what like vonnegut does where it's like yeah. it's like just accept that this just man accept it is it's a story this thing it's very fun yeah because yeah pratchett does that all the time where it's like no yeah it's a talking kangaroo and he's a bounty hunter yeah but it's, like does it's he's not like why is that weird he just does it's just like that's what it is yeah he's got some pretty cool his Discworld stuff can be pretty cool yeah, and everything. Well, I guess Postal technically is, is takes within, place in yeah, Discworld. Maybe I don't know Discworld. Um, but yeah, it's like yeah, just accept this post office exists and that this Golem thing is here. And there's it just it, which book is this? Uh, going Postal. Okay, just just accept that this is is the, that Monica too? No, that, that's Pratchett. That's Discworld. Okay, I've I haven't read it. I've only read uh, three Pratchett books. I've, I've I think only, I've only read the one. Amber has read. Well, a ton- technically, I've read a second one because America, not uh, uh, Good Omens, is technically Pratchett. Oh, I've read that too. Yeah, it's Pratchett and Gaiman. Yep. Uh, Amber's read a bunch of Terry Pratchett because she wrote, or he wrote a series that she loved. It was like a five book series. Oh yeah. Now you're gonna go pee. Yeah. I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna answer Kibby's question because I know your answer. Uh, Dan doesn't use social media, so. Uh, his topic, are you more influenced by social media or word of mouth? It's, I mean, the answer has to be word of mouth. I don't think Dan... Dan... It's not like Dan doesn't... Holy shit, how do I say the sentence? Dan doesn't not use? No. <laughs> Dan's reasons for not using social media are not... He's like, oh, I think it's bad or blah, bad for you or anything like that. I just don't think he has any interest in using social media uh we on every tuesday us and a group of friends many of whom are in chat uh get together and watch a movie and we've been doing it for like a long time like 12 years or something like that now we all use facebook messenger to talk to each other but i don't know i don't know that anybody i don't know that any single one of us maybe rollo and maybe vita use facebook to like post pictures on for family like i'm sure vita probably posts pictures of his kids so his grandma can see um instagram is social media you're not wrong schwab but dan doesn't use instagram as far as i know he might look at it but he doesn't post on it 
I suppose, yeah, he could be influenced by it by looking at it. But are you influenced by social media at all in terms of going to something or trying something new? You ready for this bombshell? <laughs> Just thinking. I of am. This. You know what? You know what? I consider social media as I was walking up the stairs. What? Because uh, Javin said Reddit, and I don't consider Reddit social media. Me getting not saying I'm right. A boner recommendation. Oh, that I listened to from. A podcast is that social media i th- it, it was weird i was thinking about it. i'm like it, it kind of is it's this thing that they're creating that they want you to pay attention to and maybe interact with in like how do you interact comment, with in them? like commenting on it or like maybe tweeting at them but like but that would be twitter is the social media i i, I guess at that point the but the podcast like, isn't the social media is it i'm, I'm not I, saying i'm right no i don't know i was, cause I was thinking about that i'm like because i know that i've gotten Things that I've listened to from, like a, uh, like Manzukis or, uh, like Lauren Lapkus on, yeah, the Comedy Bang Bang podcast. Like I've gotten no, it can't be on Comedy no, Bang Bang. It has to be on whatever their side one. It was is. Freedom. Freedom. Yeah. Thank you. <coughs> but I don't know. So let's see. Uh, I don't think Reddit is social media. I'm not saying I'm right. I just don't consider Reddit social media. I guess. Yeah, it's weird. I, I kind of think of it as like a... I guess message boards back in the day were social media. Yeah, with the original social and media. And Reddit is kind of like a message board, so I suppose. I, I can't say that I have that I post things on Reddit, though. I but look have you been, it. No, but Kimmy's question was, are you more influenced by social media or word of mouth when it comes to trying something different or new? The thing, like... It de- I'm if, trying to think of the last new thing I tried. If... Yeah, I, I can't say I've ever gotten anything from Twitter or Instagram, but I've definitely tried something because Bradley only did it on YouTube. It's alive on YouTube. Yeah, but is that social media? That's the thing. Like, maybe it's not. Maybe that's not social media. I'm definitely influenced by internet media, the, like like the, podcasts I listen to. The, the, they've almost become long form social media in that it's. There's a comment section below YouTube where they may interact with you talking about the thing they created. But that's not the part you're influenced by. No. You specifically. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm impacted by the video. What I, so Javin says posting on social media doesn't mean you aren't influenced by it. He's totally right. Oh, no, I'm I, not arguing that at all. I, like, there's no way that... I'm trying, to, I'm trying to pin down what is social media because in my mind, social media is Twitter... Facebook, Instagram, Instagram are the big threes. And then you have like LinkedIn, I guess. I don't know. TikTok. TikTok. MySpace, Friendster. Yeah. Like that stuff is social media. Uh-huh. YouTube is just media to me. It's it's weird that it's become social though. Reddit is just media to me. But it's not social. It's social for some people, but it's not for you. I don't ever fucking look at a s- YouTube comments. Neither do I. So Schwartz says, if you kind of have to be putting yourself out there in social media instead of just consuming. I would say I consume Instagram in that I have, I look at Mike, yours, a couple other people I know, and then middle class fancy. <laughs> I guess what I consume. I look at cool dads. <laughs> on, on, yeah, and neat dad. 
on, or Neat uh, on Instagram. Neat Dad had a good one today. Yeah, Neat Dad had a really good one. Neat today. Dad sucks because I look at it and it's funny, and then I wanted to send it to like you and Maloney, mm-hmm. and then it's like, oh, they've already seen of it. Of course. Though. <laughs> but they're like, because not every Neat Dad gets me. There was one today that I was like, eh, it doesn't do anything for me. But then there was another one today that was like, oh, I like that one. But yeah, I, like, I, like I open Instagram <laughs> to look at the stuff that you guys post twice a day. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Instagram's the weirdest one for me because I would say I'm very heavily influenced by Instagram in some respects. I get, I would say at this point, I get, like my wife doesn't cook at all. I do all the cooking. Mm-hmm. My, I mean, she makes like crepes on Saturdays and Sundays and she does some, but mm-hmm. the vast majority of our meals are made by me. Sunday crepes, of course. Uh, or she'll make panakukins on the weekend. Mm-hmm. But I... The the vast majority of my recipes at this point come from Instagram. I browse the like the magnifying part, the search part, mm-hmm. the browse part mm-hmm. of Instagram. I browse that like I'll look at it before bed or I'll look at it when I'm taking a shit or I'll look at it and I'll just look at it in moments. Um, it's gotten me to check out several metal bands but I don't think there's a single one that I've actually started to enjoy. The last metal band, the last new metal band that I got way into was a recommendation from Rolo. And that was uh, protest the hero. I fucking love that band. And I literally just, there was a day I texted Rolo and I was like, I need some fucking new metal. Recommend me some metal. And he recommended two bands. One of which is, uh, the former lead singer of Killswitch's new band and then Protest the Hero, which I love Protest. But like, you know what I mean? It would be disingenuous for me to say Instagram doesn't influence me because mm-hmm. it influences me to make all these different recipes. But has Dude. it influenced me to buy? Oh, it did. It influenced me to sweatshirt. buy that hoodie that yeah. I fucking love. Oh, yeah. I love that hoodie. I showed that hoodie to my wife and I was like, look at this hoodie. This is a hoodie that's like tailored to me and Instagram advertised it to me. It was a sponsored ad, and Amber was like, buy it. Is <coughs> social media just, like, is a lot of media becoming social media? I don't media? know if Rolo sees that. What? Is a lot of media becoming social media? Broaden your question, because I don't understand it. So, or give me more going context. back to, like, YouTube, so the thing about Twitter was that you'd post something, mm-hmm. wait for likes, and maybe converse with somebody. Mm-hmm. YouTube and its algorithm is all about likes and appealing to people in the same way that the best tweets or Instagram posts do. It's it's this weird... It's it's all just the same kind of curated content. Yeah. So I, I think social media has kind of that's from infected other media. So Social so media is hard to pin that's down. That's the thing. That's why I think things like... YouTube and things are, are becoming more social in their media. So what was the thing from the podcast that you went out and bought or what was it? You heard something on a podcast and it made you go do something. What was that? Oh, like I, I know I've gotten books on Audible because like, okay, man, Zuka's mentioned it. Or I, I started watching Terrace House because Lauren Lapka's mentioned it on Freedom. So it's like I, I've, I've consumed. So if a podcast is social media, then you've been influenced by it. Yeah. I have literally bought something that was advertised to me on Instagram. Mm-hmm. That hoodie. It's the only thing 
but it was advertised to me. Usually Instagram advertises stuff to me and I'm like, what the fuck is this? You guys have no idea. Mm-hmm. But when that hoodie popped up, I thought, cause I follow a bunch of like different random artists on Instagram. I thought it was some print that one of the artists, you know, like that painting that I eventually want to hang up from this oh, fucking yeah. amazing artist named Lauren Marks art. You should check her out on Instagram. Lauren Marks art. My wife for father's day bought me one of her prints and it's one of my favorite things I've ever gotten. But that hoodie is the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's a skull with mushrooms growing out of it and all sorts of shit. So when I saw that hoodie, I thought like, oh, Lauren Marks or one of these artists that I follow has a hoodie and I'm going to buy it. And then I was like, I almost didn't want to buy it because it was being advertised to mm-hmm. me. But And I showed it to my wife and she's like, just buy it. It's like, it's made for you. Mm-hmm. And that was just... So yeah, I guess I'm definitely influenced by... But that's not trying something new if I'm going to be strict to Kibby's question. Mm-hmm. Trying something new is all you guys. You guys, by and large, and by you guys, I mean Movie Night Crew. You guys, by and large, know what kind of beer I'll like. You, by and large, know what kind of movies I'd like. Mm-hmm. I don't think any one of you really know what kind of music I'd like. I think the best person I ever had recommend me music was Ray Finney. He was so good at mm-hmm. it. Ray would like... Ray wouldn't recommend bands that he liked to you. Mm-hmm. He would, he listened to so much music and he understood your music tastes mm-hmm. that he could recommend music to you that you would like. It's a very remarkable skill to have, in my opinion. Um, I don't know that anybody in movie night really would be able to recommend a band that they knew I would like. But I think you guys definitely have a good idea with like movies and mm-hmm. beer. Um, books. I don't really know how I find books. Well, we just don't think you're going to read anything that's not Gene Wolfe. That's probably true, though. Jeff <laughs> uh, brings up, like, wouldn't a podcast be a little closer to word of mouth? You're listening to the podcast because you want to hear some specific people's thoughts on something. The weird thing is, like, it's you say specific thoughts, but, like, I've listened to hours of Freedom, which is Lauren uh, Lapkus, Lauren Lapkus like, Paul uh, F. Tompkins, and Scott Ackerman, talk about whatever they want to talk about mm-hmm. or like that time they went to Hawaii. Like it's not like they're, they're having like it's just friends having about, a conversation like about this. things and it's, it's just neat to hear them talk about stuff. Yeah. So I, I, I'm not going there for any sort of specific insight. I'm just going there to be entertained by them. Yeah. Being funny about their lives. Well, that's, and that's what I was saying about, are you talking REM mm-hmm. or me is like, I just enjoyed listening to nobody has to have an opinion on, upcoming elections or Iran or anything like that. They're just, it's just two friends, like just shooting the shit about. And like, it's, I don't think it's good to have only that, but it's nice to have that sometimes. Yeah. And the, like, I, I am seeking them out as people. That's right, Javin. But that's where it gets similar to people watching one civic person's Twitter feed to see what they have to think about something. They may not even ever comment back to them. They just like to see what they think about stuff for a whole day. Wait, say that sentence again. So it's it's similar to like watching <laughs> one specific person's Twitter feed all day. Yeah, and not commenting. You're just sitting. You're like, okay, uh huh, yeah, because you're like, because you like the way they yeah. think about things. So then, in that regard, it's, the podcast is social media, is what you're saying. But yeah, but again, like I have no idea how to define. Hold this on, stuff. I want to read Kibby's comment before it gets taken off. I only have ever seen social media as a tool. I think it's a good way to get information about an event or show. But unfortunately, I think a lot of people live through it as if their phone 
is a filter they see the world through. I think you're right. Uh, Rolo said Light the Torch. That's the other band. Mm-hmm. Uh, Light the Torch, it was like... I light. This sounds kind of dismissive, maybe it is, but it was like when I listen to Light the Torch, I really just want to listen to Kill Switch. And that's uh. a sentence that will probably only make sense to Rolo. Uh, Rolo says, I feel like social media should less pri- primarily... Should mm-hmm. lean primarily toward peer-to-peer communication. I don't think I would consider a podcast social media. But that's the thing. Like, Twitter isn't peer-to-peer. No. The 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 most successful Twitter and Instagram people are peer-to-million. I like this. Real. Oh, what is? Okay. Javin says doesn't have to be something you buy, even if it's a word you suddenly start to use. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting. Oh, I've I've. We both randomly said things that, that like get said on Connie Banging all the time. We're doing it right before the podcast. Exactly. How's the how's the uh now I can't think of the word. How's the luff? Yeah. The, the luff is good. Mm-hmm. Um I just think it's gonna be hard to sway my opinion, I guess, or sway my mind. Mm-hmm. I think that podcasts mm-hmm. and YouTube are entertainment media. Mm-hmm. Whereas Twitter, it's like, it's just everybody has an opinion on something. Nobody's, mm-hmm. like, by and large, YouTube is designed to be entertainment media. Mm-hmm. By and large, podcasts are designed to be entertainment media. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not really a two-way conversation. Sure, you can have comments in YouTube, but by and large, it's entertainment media is how I, is how I look at it. And what do you think, 2080? Like 80%? Entertainment 20%. For YouTube, but not for a podcast. For a podcast, I think it's just entertainment media. It's just media for a podcast. There's no dialogue with a podcast. You can tweet about a podcast or like this podcast, one of my favorite podcasts of all time called uh, We Have Concerns. Mm -hmm. They ended it and I was so sad. But it's one of the best podcasts ever. They would would say like tweet about this podcast using this hashtag. Mm Mm-hmm. And they would just have a different hashtag for every podcast. But that's Twitter is the social media. The podcast is still just media mm-hmm. for you to consume in in my mind. I'm not saying I'm right, but like but unless like, somebody gives me a better way or a diff, not a better, but a different way to think about it, that's how I'm going to think about it. So like if I, if I listen to We Might Have Concerns and they talk about what they saw on Twitter... And I never went to Twitter. Yeah. I don't know. It's 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 interesting. Like so, s- <laughs> if they talk about what they saw on Twitter, I guess you could somehow make an argument that you were affected by Twitter. But not not, not even that. Like I'm affected by Twitter, but I'm, I'm still affected by them. You're be, affected by the media. Be, by them being social. It's no different than like the, watching the news. Isn't or you know back in the day watching MTV and picking up uh, what was that show. Before like metal, when it was like hair metal, Headbangers Ball. Mm-hmm. If you're watching Headbangers Ball and you're picking up like new vernacular or a new band that you're watch that you start listening to mm-hmm. from Headbangers Ball, that's not social media. It's just media. Headbangers Ball is just a Twitter account. It's like like if I'm trying to think about that. Like if it so say it's it's this show where it's just these dudes being like, oh man, check out this video. Picture that just being a Twitter window. And then, there's, yeah. and then there's the YouTube link to the Twitter with it. Like, that's just Twitter. Yeah. Or it's just YouTube. It's just a guy you follow on YouTube who's like, check out this band and this band. Or, so yeah, like, like, like something like Headbanger Ball, it's almost early social media. But it's just media. 
There's no social interaction on it. Like just because you listen to a podcast and Jason Manzukas told you to check out a hop along, right? Uh-huh. That's not social media. It's just media. You're just being influenced by media. It's two different things. It doesn't I, mean you're not influenced by it. I That's guess. not the conversation. It just Kibby's question was, are you influenced by social media or word of mouth? And if you want to like s- split hairs about it, I would say the podcast is is media, so maybe it's word of mouth. It's not social media. YouTube I think is weird because you're right. YouTube is 80/20 or 70/30. Uh-huh. Depending on how much you look at comments, I suppose. Uh-huh. Right? I don't know. What are the, what else are people saying? I don't know. <coughs> so Javin says or Rollo says right, but you can directly comment on a tweet. Uh so Javin says you cannot interact with most podcasts like you can with Twitter. Uh is this social media that we are doing right now? Yeah, I think Twitch is social media. Mm-hmm. Um, is that the only difference that has to be live? Well, I mean, there's a social aspect to it. Yeah. We talk to people in chat. We stop our conversations. We stop our show. Like even our podcast after the fact. Is that social media? No, I guess that's just media because there isn't an interaction to that part of it. This part on Twitch that's live is social media. So if, if I took if I took someone's Twitter feed and just made it a book, it's not social media anymore. I guess so. It's just media. In that definition, it's just media at yeah, that point, right? I guess. And then the social media would be you tweeting about the Twitter book. Right? That's kind of interesting to think about, actually. What's happening? <laughs> Rolo says you can't comment back and forth beneath a broadcast of Headbangers Ball. He's not wrong. Like back in the day, oh yeah, it's just media. But this is this is something weird again, like YouTube. If if I if I had like because a, if, if we just if we just want to ignore somebody in here, we can or yeah. ban them. And the fact that like YouTube is now has like YouTube Live, yeah, it, it like also kind of blurs, like so so like part like. It's that's like the full social so, aspect of their. Okay, here's a question. the The only streamer that I follow, Lobos Junior. Uh huh. The best streamer on Twitch, and as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> uh, he interacts with his chat mm-hmm. the whole time. Mm-hmm. Talks to his chat, and I mean, he had like today I was watching him. He had like 2,600 viewers or something, mm-hmm. and his chat is you know flying scrolling pretty fast but he I, i'm sure he has it on like maybe even a vertical monitor so it's not going as fast for him that social media dr disrespect or shroud they don't well shroud's not on twitch anymore but they don't interact with their chat at all correct no they do they do mm-hmm. dr disrespect reads chats mm-hmm. okay and i i suppose they also read donations and stuff yeah Okay, then never mind. My example doesn't work. For some reason, I thought Dr. Disrespect didn't read his chat. No. Or didn't have chat enabled or something. I don't think you could exist as a top Twitch streamer if you couldn't interact with that person. Especially the ones that are only... I thought maybe the only way they were doing it was through 
donations, but that's still interaction. Yeah, like a lot of them will, will do it in like sub only mode or something like that. So okay. it's like you have to be sub to them and then they'll pay attention to you. Okay. Interesting. Hierarchy of social media there. It is I don't, interesting. I, I don't listen to you unless you pay me. Yeah. Well, it's interesting too, compare, like even comparing a Twitch live mm-hmm. to like a YouTube video with mm-hmm. comments below it. Mm-hmm. Or watching a Twitch video after the fact. Where like the YouTube video is not social, but the comment section the comment is. is. It's weird. So I guess YouTube is yeah, because YouTube. You're right when you said eighty twenty or whatever. YouTube is social media in certain respects. Holy shit! It's five or ten. I, I gotta go to bed. I don't even know what's happening anymore. We, you didn't get to explain any of the current events that I needed you to explain to me. Here we go. Embassy got attacked. There were lots of protesters. They jumped the walls. Embassy where? In Iran. Our, our, no, Iraq. Our, uh, our uh, U.S. Embassy in Iraq. In Iran. In Iraq. Oh, okay. They thought it was uh, a very, very good chance that it was Iranian militia that was doing it. Okay. Uh, we hit a guy that generals that part i know and presidents have probably wanted to hit for a very long time but we we but it it happened correct we hit him in iraq iraq's not happy about it because they're just like why the fuck are you dudes fucking fighting a war in our country yep uh iran wasn't happy about it because he was like their top general yeah we're one of um we got lucky when <laughs> that's a weird thing to say when Iran shot down a passenger jet. It was full of Canadians, by the way. Yeah, Ukrainians and Canadians. Um, and that completely derailed whatever sympathy they had in their own country. Yep. Because all the people that were protesting them had kind of kind of slowed down over the over the, the end of the year um, and were very kind of being nationalistic once Soleimani got killed. They're like, yeah. These, you know, he's a he's our guy. He's a he's an Iranian. Can't just come him. killing our people. Um, but then... Now they started protesting the government again because they, their own government shot down their own plane. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, that was a, so that was a shit show for a week. And then what happened today? Oh, why are why are Bernie and Warren mad at each other? Uh, I think one. Of, I think Warren thinks that Bernie said she's called her a liar when during the during the debate. He called her a liar. Like in I don't. That? I don't know if okay. in, I don't. That's the, I didn't. I didn't really pay attention. And then what was, what was the big hubbub with impeachment proceedings today? It went to the Senate, so, so all, all, they all the senators it? got sworn in as jurors. And when do they vote? Uh, the trial starts on Tuesday. <laughs> okay, so, so they have to have a trial in the Senate. And they're going to they they're going to vote tomorrow, most likely on how the trial will play out. So what the ground rules are for the trial. So that'll be like the... Is Adam Schiff still a part of that? He... So what the House does, since the House impeached him... Yeah. They send their team of prosecutors over. Okay. And then the White House sends their defense team. Yep. All the Senate is... Is a is jury. jury. They're, okay. They're only supposed to be a jury. They're like... They're just supposed to be impartial jurors. They're supposed to listen to... Impartial. Yeah, I know. That, that are supposed to listen to... Yeah, yeah. The House prosecutors yep. and the White House defenders. 
Yeah. And okay. Then, and then make a decision. Thanks, my Canadian friend, for explaining American <laughs> legal systems to me. Uh, but so yeah, so they'll they'll vote tomorrow on the. I'm sure they'll they'll probably do that thing where so if they're gonna call witnesses, so they'll probably call they'll probably get the votes for no witnesses, and it'll just be whatever the trial ends up being next next over the next couple weeks. Okay. Uh, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry don't give a fuck. Are uh, billions of people do are no long they're trying to step away from the royal family why wouldn't they um because it's it's not it's not supposed to be as bad as it uh the tabloids and things have been extremely racist because she's black jesus christ more reason why why wouldn't they Uh, that dude's mom was killed when he was like a five-year-old by the paparazzi and so there's why the fuck wouldn't you want to get your family away from that so that's a big reason why yeah good for the them. two of them want to step back good for them um i would not i i would shut this thing down mm-hmm. in an instant if it if there were people bugging me when i was out doing stuff yeah i'd be like fuck this i don't want to do it i don't want to be bothered like he's just born into this thing where he's got to have people in his face all the time fuck that i don't want to leave too so what about the warren thing uh warren said bernie said a woman can't win the presidency uh, and then Warren said, I don't want to talk about it when pressed on it. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, so there was a thing that where Bernie apparently had said a woman can't win a presidency. Mm. And so there's this whole. If he said it, it's stupid. Hubbub. Um, all right. What else is there? So Kibby says, thank you. Oh, great topic. Rolo says, good topic, Kibby. That was fun. Kibby says, thanks, Rolo. And then Javin says, sorry, Rob. Next week, we're doing Kibby's Random Topic. <laughs> um, First up, I thought. I don't know what Rolo's saying. That's really unfortunate, too. I got to get to bed. I'm still kind of sick. Just have a cough. I, wa- I, I, I wake up like I smoke a fucking pack a day. Um, It's not fun. To smoke a pack a day? Yeah. No, I wake up and I feel like shit. Kibby, you got to get out of Columbus then. Oh, the racism thing is unfortunate, <laughs> Rolo says. Yeah. You know what? Comment of the day goes to Rolo. Racism <laughs> is unfortunate. Yeah, Kibby, I could imagine it being annoying. I would I would not enjoy that. Um, Like I said, I would shut it down. Shut it down. If in a random... Cut. It out. If in a random suburb in Minnesota, I was bugged often. I would mm-hmm. be like, well, fuck this. I don't want to do this. I'm too yeah. introverted. Cut it out. Thanks for listening, everybody. Hey, Kibby, thanks for tuning in, even though it's been three fucking weeks <laughs> while I was sick and my family was sick. Uh, I didn't know if you'd be back. But no. uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. You've been listening to This Might Sound Stupid, a podcast that Two buddies who work together and see each other at least once a week mm-hmm. uh, started because they didn't feel like they hung out enough uh, anymore as they were getting older. We are both pro space travel. We're both pro space travel and deep sea travel and deep sea travel. Kiwi says, "Great show, thanks, dude." Um, that's yeah, all that's all I got. Wait, did I turn this down? I did. Okay. Uh, is this done? 
I don't know what you're doing. No, shh. I got it. I got it now. I'm just playing. I'm playing some outro music. Oh, okay. Our podcast, as always, is brought to you by Joy the Good Boy. We'll check in with Joy the Good Boy. I even panned to him once earlier because I thought he just looked so cute. Aw. His eyes are actually open. Oh, she's kind of paying attention. He's probably like, why aren't we asleep? Oh. <laughs> you want to go to bed? Joy, you good boy. Rolo says, love you guys. See you half of tomorrow. <laughs> See you, Rolo. Uh, we're also brought to you by the talented designer, Mike Long. He's a designer... Uh, based out of Minnesota here. Uh, I don't. I don't know if he wants people contacting me on Twitter or anything. I don't. Probe shirt incoming. What shirt? Probes. Probes. Ah, oh, we didn't probes. I know. Don't say it the right way. Probes. Um. Yeah. I think we need a probe shirt. Wait, was probes? Did probes go on the meat beer shirt? Yeah, I think the mugs were classing and there was like sausages and stuff. And it just says probes. Yeah. Okay. And meat beer. I might say meat beer on the somewhere. It's yeah. like a pocket emblem and then a big emblem on, or like yeah, a big so. logo on the back. Yeah. And then we also need a Joy the Good Boy shirt yeah. and a hoodie. Yeah. Uh, those are incoming. Keep tuning in. We should be back next week. Mm-hmm. Although I will say that my son Uh-oh. has been back at school for four days now. Mm-hmm. And tonight was sneezing like crazy. Great. So who knows? Um, the only problem is if he's sick and he's waking up, I don't want to leave my wife with the baby and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the toddler. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But ideally, we'll be back next week. Uh, yeah. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Yeah. Really appreciate it. Love you guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.